This episode of the Busted Wide Open podcast is brought to you by Blueberry. Blueberry offers the best media hosting, accurate listening stats, and their all-new PowerPress Deluxe Sites, a no-setup WordPress website for your podcast with all the necessary links to share your show with the world built right in. If you currently produce a podcast and are looking for a better host, or if you're looking to start a new one from scratch, head over to orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO and sign up for the best media hosting and a PowerPress Deluxe site to get your first month absolutely free. That's orbitaljigsaw.com slash BWO or just use the promo code BWO at checkout for your first month absolutely free. And now, enjoy the show. This is Jeff Gobb here at PWG for Tremendous... I don't even know the name of the show, but you're listening to Busted Wide Open. You're listening to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. Dropping the elbow on the hottest topics in sports entertainment and the world of professional wrestling. With your hosts, Nick Howell and Sir Ian Dangerous. Coming to you from the Orbital Jigsaw Network Arena in sunny Southern California. Welcome back to the Busted Wide Open Podcast. This is episode number 91, and we have a very special episode for you guys today. My name is Sir Ian Dangerous, and I am joined today by our guest host, the lovely Judith Brooke. Welcome to the show, oh, Judith hello. Brooke. Hello. Hello, hello. Thank you for that kind introduction, Sir welcome. Ian Dangerous. <laughs> You're very welcome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us here today. Um, before yeah. we get started, let, uh, let's introduce the audience to you a little bit. Tell us about yourself. Yeah, well, my name is Judith Brooke. You can call me JB for short. I am a trained sports entertainer, stunt woman, and actress here in Los Angeles, sunny Los Angeles, home of the Orbital Jigsaw Arena. <laughs> and I am I'm so excited to be here on episode 91 of yes. Busted Wide Open. Yes. Almost at 100. A longtime supporter of the uh, the podcast. We really very much appreciate that. And Absolutely. thank you. Absolutely. Since day one. Yeah. I'm an and, OG. <laughs> <laughs> and you have been uh, with us to a few of these uh, local events, PWG, uh, New Japan. You've been with us for a few of yeah, those. Yeah. I am your resident bumper getter. Hey, now. <laughs> That's true. Yes. About a good chunk of the bumpers we have on the show are thanks to judith brooke here so welcome to the show thank, thank you for you. Uh, joining us this week i'm looking forward to hearing your commentary nick is out this week if you're wondering where our lovely nick howell is he is somewhere basking in the sun of the caribbean tanning his beard tanning his beard uh wearing a bwo speedo uh allegedly <laughs> but uh we need pictures but uh, he will be back next week in the meantime this will be a, a special edition of the show with myself and Judith Brooks. So before yeah. we get into the show, do not forget to go check out our Facebook discussion group. That is the hub for all things Busted Wide Open. Yes. It is on Facebook, and you can just search for it and ask to join, and you'll join up and be able to discuss all the things with our show. We have uh, discussion, live discussion groups for all of the shows that go on in the week, whether it's WWE, New Japan, etc. You won't regret the memes that mm. you will see there. No, there are some. there's definitely some memeage going on there, lots of uh, lively discussion memes. about what's going on this, uh, the topics of the day and you can also find us on twitter at bwo podcast and join us on patreon at patreon.com forward slash bwo uh we do have a few tiers for you there including the ability to uh, send in questions for the show that can be read on the show 
Uh, you can get your you can get swag sent to you every month, depending on the yes. tier that you join up for. Please you can support. Get yourself a BWO tank top, like I am sporting right now. You are currently representing sporting the BWO tank my BWO. Yes, thank you for support. <laughs> thank you for wearing that out. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, and finally, please remember to go to YouTube and uh, subscribe to us there. The more people we get subscribed on YouTube, the more we can reach out and do things. YouTube has those tiers where the more people you have subscribed, yes. the more things you can get to do. So please subscribe button. to us on YouTube. So normally we go live every week at about 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, but this week, obviously not because of Nick. But Nick, man. Nick, I know, off-sunning God, himself. But Nick. check us out normally every Thursday at 5 p.m. on YouTube. You can see this show live. Hey, sir, Ian Dangerous, I have an idea. What's that? If anything goes wrong at any point in time today, we can just blame it on Nick. <laughs> I'm not going to blame Nick because at some point he's got to put all the technical touches <laughs> on this show. So I want to keep He's going to edit this part out. Yeah, right. But uh, that being said, we got to get right into the show and head right towards the big news. Well, the big news this week is that Renee Young is officially a permanent announcer on Monday Night Raw commentary. Yes, yeah. We thought she was getting tested for a while there, and then this yeah. week they announced she's full-time now. So exciting. She definitely deserves she it. She does deserve it. I think that this has been a long time coming, and I think people looking back at her tenure on like Talking Smack, and she was mm-hmm. in NXT for a while doing commentary. Yeah. You know, I've been waiting for this for a while, and you know, when Talking Smack got canceled, I think a lot of people were worried about the future of Renee Young like yes. what was what they thought of her in WWE because she's obviously very talented obviously um, they think a lot of her the but, first yeah. and it, she's the first permanent woman commentator Female as commentary, well yeah. yeah which is which is uh, I, I wonder if it's how much of that is based on you know the, the woman's evolution and, and, and evolution the, the pay-per-view coming up as well yeah I think that's a they're trying to have a good look for that but there's no arguing that she definitely deserves it, and she's so much better than Coach. <laughs> she's so much better than Coach. Oh my yeah. god, it's it's such a relief. And I don't know about you, but she felt a little green to me still. Like she's still getting used to it, which is not surprising because that's a really tough yeah. chair to sit in. Well, I think they're getting used to being a team together and mm. learning when you know each person is going to speak. I definitely sense that, but uh, I think you know the timing here may have to do with evolution. Yeah. Agreed. But Renee deserves it. Agreed. And I think it would have come whether evolution came around or not. Mm, really? I do. I, I like to I would like to think that as well. Uh, I tend to be a little bit more cynical about the WWE. We'll give but... them some credit. We'll, <laughs> we'll just uh, we'll give them the benefit of the doubt that they mm. saw the talent in Renee Young and knew where she was headed. Well, if anything, uh, I, I think it's pretty safe to say that Michael Cole saw the talent in her. He's yes. kind of the head of all of the commentary people on, across all of WWE's mm-hmm. platforms. He's the go-to guy and whatever people think about his actual commentary he is very good at doing what he does unfortunately that usually means michael cole he's it's unfortunately means it usually means that he's shilling products or (laughs) you know pushing hashtags or whatever or or repeating catchphrases but that's what vince wants from him and if you see michael cole outside of that he is actually a very good announcer he's doing Um, his job he's doing a good job on may young classic i think well at least better than he does on the on the on raw oh my gosh some of his 
catchphrases there crack me up. <laughs> well, but we'll get to that later when we talk about the May Young special. We will, we will. But that is that is the big news for this week. Not a whole lot of huge news, but definitely a lot to discuss. We've got Monday Night Raw, we have SmackDown, we've got NXT 205 Live, a little bit of New Japan news, and of course, the May Young Classic. So yes. lots to get to. Let's dive right in and head over and talk about Monday, Monday Night, Night Raw. Raw. We started out Monday Night Raw with the main feud between Ziggler, McIntyre, Strowman versus Ambrose, Rollins, and Reigns. Now this started out with a quick brawl. Everything's getting chaotic. And then Corbin comes out and asks the Shield to leave before they get arrested again. Mm, yeah, he threatened them again. We had we had uh, Strowman, Ziggler, and McIntyre out at the top, all going rawr at the top of the ramp and coming out. All of that. This is what was interesting about this part, though, is that all of their boys came out to the ring with them, right? All they the did, heels. Yeah. What, all standing what, around the outside. Yeah. Uh, they have now most of the kind of heels that don't have anything else to do on Monday Night Raw are now on this faction's side and some making more sense than others. Yeah. Well, the, Kevin I, Owens, Kevin Owens makes no sense. Uh, he kind of tried to explain it later in the show, but it still is a yeah. bit of a head scratcher. Yeah. But, um, you know, you had like Ascension and AOP out there mm-hmm. and, and drew Gulak randomly. Mike Kanellis, I saw by ringside, yep. basically everyone who had nothing to do, but who's kind of heel aligned was out there with these guys. They're and like, they, hey, might as well get paid. Let me just go on out to the ring real quick. Well, the, I think the theory, I think the logic was supposed to be not about getting paid so much as let's band together, otherwise the shield's going to kick our butts. <laughs> I think that was the logic there. Uh, that um, might have something to do with it. Which is, which okay, fair logic. And then, you know, the, the shield tries to come to the ring and a brawl, like a little tiny brawl starts to ensue and they bring out the axe handles and the shield starts beating yeah. everyone up with axe handles. Make that things a even. Cool visual, I thought. Um, but then as you said, Corbin takes the shield backstage and says, look, dudes, y'all have the night off or I'm going to have you arrested again. And the shield, uh, they all stare down the cops that are back there with them. Right. And then, you know, sullenly walk away. So you think that's it for the, for the shield? Uh, of course, not the case. Later on in the evening, uh, Ambrose and Rollins come back in to, uh, mess with Ziggler and McIntyre. But it not technically the shield. No, no, no. That was their excuse. Uh, when Corbin said, I sent the shield home, and they said, well, we're not the shield. Oh, the shield's probably off drinking somewhere, if yeah. I know those guys. <laughs> exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So, obviously, you had the different parts of the shield come back, and then uh, Strowman looking everywhere for uh, for Roman Reigns, because he has oh not come back yet. Oh, my gosh. And uh, Strowman running around, screaming at the top of his lungs, where's Roman? Throwing people around. I don't care how healed they're trying to make Strowman. Him throwing people and objects around is never going to get old. Can we just talk about all the things Strowman hit poor people backstage with? There was a water bottle to the back of the head. <laughs> he pegged that dude. There was like a metal pole to some other poor guy's yes. back. He the, was the just standard, murdering the people. The standard metal poles that always seem to be lying around backstage at WWE making clanging noises when they get knocked over. Uh, it was really entertaining. And I thought they... So the two different parts of this main feud that we had this week, whether it was Ambrose and Rollins sneaking back in and messing with Ziggler and McIntyre, or whether it was Strowman on his big dog hunt looking for Roman Reigns, they had varying degrees of success, I thought. I thought that uh, the fact that Ambrose and Rollins were confronting Corbin and they brought in mm-hmm. a, a, a quote-unquote sheriff and were yeah. trying to have Corbin rung up on uh, obstruction of justice 
or falsifying a police report or yeah, whatever it was, right? Yeah, falsifying papers. And then they went and had a little talk with him. So yeah. he's like, he was about to get arrested and they're like, oh, no, no, let's let's talk about this yeah, they for threatened a second. Corbin. I thought it was really overwritten and, and kind of, you know, just really kind of silly. There's just too much going on there. Yeah. But at the end of the day, what it came down to is they threatened Corbin with arrest and Corbin gave them a title shot against Ziggler and McIntyre at Hell in a Cell. Yeah. All right. So that's Makes all that everything was for. Better. Yeah, that's all that was for. And then the uh, the Roman and Braun thing ended up with uh, Braun getting told to go to the ring. Like, maybe if you go to the ring, he'll come find you out there. Uh, please don't <laughs> kill me. And so he does. He goes out to the ring. And sure enough, Roman does come out. And they have a big old brawl. Oh, my god! And they tussle all over, all over the place. And the last thing we see on the go-home episode of Raw is Roman... Samoan dropping Braun off of the announce table through the floor. Yes. When Roman picked up Braun, first of all, that did not look easy. No, you could see Roman straining to carry that giant man on his back before he did the drop through the floor. And Roman's Roman's a genuinely strong dude. Yeah, he's Uh, not small. But Strowman is genuinely a large man. (laughs) Yes. So there was it was definitely an impressive physical feat, and it, it was good. You know, I thought it looked cool, um, even with the gimmicked floor and everything. It was like, it's cool, it was a cool way to go home to hell in a cell. I, you know, it is what it is. Props uh, to that table for being able to support so, yeah, the, the ta- weight. Yeah, the, the table can't support anyone going through it, but man, it can. Those, both those guys standing on top, it's yeah. just fine. So, all right. So these are the two main. This is the the all the belts are on these guys. You've yes. got Ambrose. Uh, sorry, Ambrose is the only one who doesn't have a belt, I believe, at this point. And Strowman doesn't have a belt. But all the other belts on Monday Night Raw mm-hmm. are on these guys. You've got Roman as the Universal, uh, Seth as the Intercontinental, and then Ziggler and McIntyre are the tag champs. You had the tag championships on the line on Sunday. You've got the Universal Championship on the on the line on Sunday. It's too bad because you have all the belts on these guys that the Intercontinental belt's not going to get defended. We just spent the last year, two years building that belt back up. And now because you want to have this main feud be so weighted towards you know in plot mm-hmm. line you uh, they they don't have a match for the intercontinental title well, do you i don't think understand it's going to be detrimental to the belt though i think it already is i think the fact that it's not getting seth doesn't come out with the belt where's the belt you he's know what busy. i mean I, I know he's busy that's my <laughs> point give it to someone who isn't busy give it to someone who can come out and actually defend it and have it be the the kind of upper mid card title that it's supposed to be one of the most prestigious titles in the WWE and they've done it they had done a good job of building it up even Seth was part of that but the problem is with this feud getting all of the attention it means that some of the aspects of it including the belt are not getting serviced and that's something that's that's the one thing about all this I think it's actually been a very entertaining feud so far obviously the shield being back is making a lot of people happy Raw's numbers are up Yes, but, big pops for the shield. Yeah, and it's and it it is in some sense working as far as people's perception of Roman. They're not booing him outright anymore because <sighs> it's the shield. I can't boo the shield. Right, um, he's got friends in good places. They're starting to wrap their heads around Strowman being a bad guy. Uh, Ziggler and McIntyre, <laughs> yours too, huh? Yes, of course it broke my heart. I mean, we all love that big giant, and uh, when he went. To the dark side on us. I mean, it was it, hurt, it yeah. was painful. Uh, yep, I'm with Nick on that one. You're, Nick, you're, you're with Howell. Uh, yep. Yeah. Well, I, I I'm actually glad to see Strowman a little bit more of a vicious monster again. I think that's. It, I don't know. I, I I was starting to chafe under the whole like lovable giant thing. It was my monster with a heart of gold. Yeah. Well, but that's, I, at the same Betrayed time, me. like 
I do like him more as just the I don't give an F big R monster throwing things around. I don't know that you should have turned him heel when they did for the reasons that they yeah. did, but I do like him as a heel. Um, so let's see. That is the main feud. We are going home to those two big matches at Hell in a Cell. Uh, in other news on the show, we had a, an Elias segment. Uh, good old Elias came out and did Elias things. Oh, Elias. <laughs> How many scarves and bandanas can one man sport at any given time? As many as it takes. He must hold the record. As many as it takes. Maybe he's going for the record. But uh, he came out, did a typical Elias segment, and then was interrupted by, of all people, the legend, Mick Foley. Mick Foley. Mick Foley came out. Look, moving well. Yeah. Mick Foley was moving well. Like his, you know, he just had Swift. hip surgery. He, for him, yeah, yeah. Last time I saw him, he couldn't barely he could barely get it down the ramp. So it was the twentieth anniversary of his famous Hell in a Cell match yeah. with the Undertaker. Yes, the the second ever Hell in a Cell match, and uh, definitely the most brutal. I mean, there's been, there's been bloodier ones. There's been uh longer ones for sure well, there's <laughs> a reason it's legendary it, it there absolutely is and and I, I i wonder if it's the sort of thing that they should really because of how they're doing hell in a cells now in the pg era where you can barely ever if ever have blood you mm-hmm. can't do these really big spots without having them be in some way gimmicked yeah um i wonder if it's wise to keep calling back to mick foley's hell in a cell specifically i understand that they're doing it now because it's the 20th anniversary fine uh, and in the in the past, they've always kind of looked at the legacy of Hell in a Cell, all the Hell in a Cells put together. But looking specifically at Mix and trying to compare it to anything nowadays <laughs> is ridiculous. Nothing yeah. will ever be as insane in the WWE as that match. I don't know if it could be ever again. No. I mean, someone might have to literally actually die exactly or to reach that exactly. level again. There's no way because, I mean, for God's sake, Mick almost died twice. Right. At least got back up and started fighting again. And, yeah, and <laughs> I wonder how many thumbtacks he had in his body at the end of that match. Oh, you know what? There, it, it is I out there. Guess, like, I think they did have a number out there, seventy-five to a hundred. If how many Jericho had in his in his body after the uh, Lunatic Asylum match is <sighs> any indication? I think he kept screaming it was sixty-five tacks to get taken <sighs> out of his body. Uh, Mick probably had as many, if not more. I'm Although over he ain't going shuddering, he doesn't remember. Anyway, shuddering. Mick came out this week to interrupt uh, Elias and say that he is back, baby, bang bang. And the yes. and basically the whole point of this, besides Mick having some fun with Elias, was to announce that Mick Foley will be the special guest referee. Yes, in the Hell in a Cell match between Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. That's big and that's awesome. That is awesome. So excited to see Mick back in the ring, even if he's not getting physical. It's going to be amazing wonder, to have him there. I wonder I wonder if he will get physical. I wonder how... sneak a little something-something in. I wonder if he'll be involved. We're going to do our picks for Hell in a Cell later on, so we'll we'll get to that. But uh, we'll, So we'll, we'll see. Like I think there might be some speculation about whether or not Mick will get involved yeah. in this match, but very exciting. And he also had the ability to uh, book one match while he, he was there. He did. He booked a match uh, between... Elias and Finn Balor. Yes, Finn Balor finally got some uh, got some offense on on Elias and took him down. Yes, he did. He finally got a win in. <laughs> it's because he's been on a. They're even saying they're even saying on commentary he's been on a cold streak lately. Right, cold streak. Like he just he just crushed Corbin at SummerSlam. What he kind did, of- and you know, of course, he didn't beat Strowman, but uh, he also didn't die. So that's something. Well, he kind of died. Strowman well- <laughs> did end, end up murdering him a bit. 
But uh, yeah, I mean, it's, that is the thing they also pointed out is that yes, he's been on a uh, he's lost two matches in a row to Strowman, yeah, to Braun Strowman. Like, eh, okay. Come on, but this was definitely a little bit of getting some shine back on Finn Balor. Uh, but who knows what he's going to be up to next? I don't think this is going to go anywhere between him and Elias. This yeah. is a one-off. Hopefully, so we something will good. See. I miss me some Finn. I do too. I do miss me some Finn. Uh, I would like to see him get a little bit more. As 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 you know from listening to the show, I'm big big Finn Balor fan. Mister Sexy Face. Well, now let's not get crazy. <laughs> <laughs> talking about Finn Balor, stupid <laughs> sexy Finn. Yes, uh, pumping his crotch at the camera every time he comes out <laughs> to the ring. Uh, Man's making his money. <laughs> He's got that money maker out. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Mickey James had a match versus Natalia and Ronda Rousey to hype us up for the fight between Ronda Rousey and Alexa Bliss this, sun- this Sunday. Uh, this was interesting. So we had Ronda Rousey at some point. It was a standard tag match. Natalia was in for most of the time. Ronda's the hot tag. She comes in. And Alexa Bliss starts targeting her ribs. Yes. And then her and, and Alexa and Mickey James start targeting Rhonda's ribs. And that seems to be the story heading into Sunday is that mm-hmm. Rhonda's ribs might not be 100% after right. taking some of the damage in this match. Even though Rhonda did stand tall at the end of this match, uh, she was her ribs might not be 100%. some damage. Yeah, they might not be 100%. That's what we're being told. Weakening the giant. So is this a way, do you think, to make Rhonda look less unbeatable yeah i think it's a way to make her look human Mm -hmm. she's been so unstoppable since she got to the wwe and uh i think they're just trying to take a peg out from underneath her also slightly unrelated but i just have to say this it looked like those three ladies alexa bliss mickey james and uh, alicia fox were all heading to totally different parties (laughs) okay different clubs Different clubs. Alicia Fox was like in the background of a Rihanna like music a video. Disco ball. Mickey James was going hunting and then to a rodeo. <laughs> and Alexa, you know, is Alexa with her. Yeah. She looks like she's going Harley to a, a high school party. Yeah. Of some sort. I, you know, but then again, you look over the other side, Natalia and uh, Ronda Rousey definitely going to different <laughs> parties as well. Natalia going to some sort of weird S and M thing, and Ronda Rousey, I, I don't know where she's going, but it looks like fun. Scottish I want to go there. Rock concert. <laughs> we had a variety of costumes in this match. Yeah, well, I didn't that's... know where to look. Welcome to the women's division. Everyone's got to be a completely <laughs> unique look. But uh, but anyway, yeah. Do you think there's any way? I mean, we'll obviously get to our speculations and when we go for our pickums here. But do you think there's any way now with this? the doubt that they're sowing are they just sowing this doubt to make the match interesting or does alexa actually have a chance here yeah well you know if Rhonda came out and dominated all of the time she, they'd have nothing to do with her and alexa's always finding some sneaky heel way to do something just i know you dastardly. hate i know you hate alexa bliss oh god alexa i just want to smack her <laughs> that's want to smack the crap out of her that's good heel work right there <laughs> yeah oh she gets under my skin that's for sure yeah, so on the good. one hand i really want Rhonda to just beat the crap out of her but on the other i know it's going to be better for story if they can find a way to uh keep Rhonda down a little bit longer yeah i agree i think they're trying to even up the playing field a little bit more uh i but i at the same time i don't think they're taking that belt off of Rhonda. i just love to watch her soon. go yeah, oh, absolutely. She's gotten this. Uh, she started to do this ragdoll thing where she'll pull, you'll do the oh arm drag God, pullovers yes. and and like the judo throws. Vicious, like a pit bull oh with a toy God. in its mouth. Uh, like she did it this week to Mickey James, and it looked pretty bad, but nowhere near as bad as when she was doing it to Alicia Fox last week. God, it was brutal. Um, <laughs> I'm pretty sure those ladies had to go put some uh, 
throw their arms back on like Sally from oh they I mean Nightmare Before that Christmas that could not have been yeah exactly that could not have been pleasant to take no. that just can't be fun another thing we had happen was Nikki Bella versus Ruby Riot don't know if we needed this to happen <laughs> but it happened. I well, I think I understand why they're doing it. They're trying to they're they're trying to give the Bellas enough of a presence on TV again. They're trying to remind us the Bellas are there. The Riot Squad is essentially there to put over the the higher talent at this point. Yeah. Even though they're all wildly talented on the Riot Squad, uh, and I, it is nice to see Ruby Riot wrestle. And uh, she did make Nikki Bella look pretty good. I thought better better than I assume Nikki Bella. Yeah. Is or maybe I'm yeah. wrong. Maybe Nikki. <laughs> maybe maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm crazy. Maybe Nikki is actually better than I think she is. But uh, I don't think you're wrong. No. <laughs> okay. Mm. <laughs> Here's my question: Are they establishing the riot squad? The, the the Bellas as they are right now, especially Nikki, because Nikki needs to turn heel by evolution to face Ronda Rousey, or will it be face versus face at Evolution? Do you think? Do you see any potential in Nikki Bella turning heel? Does it matter? I mean, when she's going against Ronda Rousey, uh-huh. she's going to die. <laughs> like face or heel, you're, there's no way you can put the two of those next to each. And I know that she has more technical experience in the WWE than Ronda Rousey does. But you look at the two of them next to each other, Ronda's going to come out on top every time. That's I, I would agree. Uh, but then again, Nikki is also one of their cash cows. You know, she's she one of the people she's there. So they have every reason to want to make her look strong against Rhonda, even if, if it makes no freaking sense. Maybe she goes heel and then we have uh, some twin on twin rivalry. I wonder. I mean, I think Brie will probably stay face, at least for, in the foreseeable future, because yeah. of what's going on with Daniel Bryan and The Miz. They'll just, you know, have Nikki be exactly. a heel on Monday and Brie be a face on Tuesday is the only thing I can think. Some, like Mortal Kombat-ish right there. If you put the two of them against each other, the twins. Mm-hmm. It's and- happened. It's happened. Long time since it's happened, but it's it has happened. Uh, they, but they they actually work well together uh, work, uh, as as uh, opposites as opposing each other because they do have a different dynamic. Each Bella twin is demonstrably pretty different yeah. in vibe from each other. Nikki's Absolutely. a little bit more kind of surface level, and Bree is Bree seems to have a little bit more uh, integrity to her. That's mm-hmm. always been the way that they've been played, right? Yeah. Uh, Brie married Daniel Bryan. Nikki Bella could not get John Cena to commit to her. Oh man, you got to bring that into it. I'm just Ouch. saying. I'm just saying. Ouch. She couldn't. She couldn't lock down the Cena. Dang. She couldn't. She couldn't see him. If you, if you will. Shots fired. Yes, but uh, anyway, we did have a Bella segment this week. It was what it was. Ruby Riot got beaten fairly handily, um, but uh, that's not too surprising. They're, they they want to make Nikki look strong in her yeah. with her rack attack 2.0. Oh, geez. Uh, but uh, yeah, that was that segment. Uh, real quick, the B team had a rematch against Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre. This was, of course, where uh, Rollins and Ambrose had a little bit of interference. But the B team did lose pretty pretty cleanly. Yeah. They, just, they got beaten down, and Dolph and Drew established that they are, in fact, the dominant tag team champions. Uh, bye bye B team. Uh, they're heading right back down bye to bye. Rhino and Slaterland. I think that's. I think that's all she wrote. Uh, yep. I can't. I can't see them having they're any dead. kind of resurgence after this. Can you? No, they're pretty dead. They're dead. I think the B stands for bye. 
Oh, ouch. Ooh. Bye, bye, bye. With, with Nick not here to defend his team. That's a, <laughs> that's a brutal one. But yeah, I agree. I, especially now that we're seeing that we're heading towards having the tag team titles be between mm-hmm. all the guys in the main feud, the yeah, big feud, right? Ziggler so McIntyre and Rosen Rollins. And they've made that clear that everyone in the tag division is beneath these singles wrestlers yes. teaming up, which I think is the biggest flaw in WWE's mentality on tag teams, especially on Raw. But is, it's been done. You can't go back. Uh, you can. I mean, you for a could, while. Yeah, you could write your way out of it pretty, pretty quickly. But you, you know, get, you have to get it off these main event guys and put it back on your tag teams, your guys yeah. who are specifically there to be in tag teams. Uh, you know, to have to team up two main event guys. Obviously, it's been done for decades and decades. Um, you know, this is not a new thing. But at the same time, it is frustrating when you have so many guys who are tag team wrestlers and they are tag team specialists, and instead of giving them you know, their own division, their own actual division to just break down the entire division and give it to the main eventer guys, singles right. guys. Yeah, I think I think it's sad and it's a waste of talent. At least it's not on Braun and Nicholas anymore. Oh God. Good point. <laughs> uh, that was I that was kind of the beginning of the end yeah. of the raw tag division. Yeah. I, I I'm trying to think if there's anything before that that was really egregious but at the bar that were great the champs moment where it's like how are they going to go back from here yeah. <laughs> you right. have you like, just burned down that nine-year-old and braun Strowman being the head of the tag team division beating the bar who at the time were really dominant yeah. like they were toe-to-toeing the shield back in november mm-hmm. you know so it was yeah i agree that i think that was i think that was definitely a huge drop off of the tag division. It has not recovered since. <laughs> so we're making slight progress, but uh, at uh, least everyone yes, yes, with a belt pro- is now in the WWE. Slight progress. <laughs> yeah. We don't have it on a nine-year-old anymore. Yeah. Oh God. Uh, we also had a promo from Triple H this week. This the the promo off continues for the uh, the headline match oh, at boy. Super Showdown. Uh, the Undertaker versus Triple H for the quote unquote last time. Uh, this is, is just, are we sure? Are, <laughs> so we're being sold. Yeah. But, uh, this week it was a continuation of the war of words. Last week, Undertaker came out and talked smack to Shawn Michaels, who was out to defend triple H from the week before. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the fact that no one's picking triple H in this fight. Uh, they had a little, didn't it Triple was, H come out? He had like a little, like uh, a graphic. A poll. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, of the people polled, 81% believe the Undertaker are going to take it. Well, yeah. It's, it's Taker. Undertaker. It's in his exactly. name. It's in his name. So we had Triple H saying, oh, you know, you can't care about what other people think about. I don't care what the poll says, but Undertaker, he cares what Shawn Michael thinks. So uh, I'm going to take him down because he cares about other people's opinions and I don't. That was a, uh, a remarkable Triple H uh, imitation there. Thank you. I've been working on that. <laughs> <laughs> something, something about the way that you uh, you you gave us that uh, that quote there makes me think that you're on Undertaker's side in this. <laughs> I may or may not have a couple dead man tank tops in my okay, closet. So, all right, so you're you're a bit biased in this particular <laughs> feud here. Uh, you are one of the eighty one percent, is what you're saying? Yeah. Um, come on, Taker. Although I'm not sure I trust it. I'm not sure that I trust. Triple H to let the Undertaker take it, uh, right? And I think that's the that's the question now is is this Triple H's way of finally getting one over on Undertaker because Taker's so point's going to go Triple away. H. Let it go. <laughs> it's, let the man just be the Undertaker, okay? You don't have to drag him out of his casket, try to bury him. Come on, <laughs> the man's a legend. He's a living dead legend. He is, but at the same time, 
you know, he he doesn't have a whole lot more wrestling in his future, ostensibly. Obviously. So is this Triple H's way? Because Triple H has lost a lot recently, right? He does not yeah. win matches a lot anymore. Is this his way of getting? Because Undertaker beat the, you know, he beat him time and time again. He did. Here's so the thing. is this is this Triple H's way of finally getting like a little shine off the Taker on it the way out? It shouldn't be. Let Undertaker have his shine. The man deserves it. Let him rest in peace, for God's sake. But, um, <laughs> but Triple H is going to be around for a while. He's still in the picture. He's still, you know, got his face out there all the time. Let the Undertaker have his legend, and Triple H can get his shine off of someone else. I think that's a good. I think that's a good point. I think that Triple H doesn't need it, but that's never exactly. stopped him before. Uh, I think the that's wild what card makes me worry. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's the the wild card in this is Shawn Michaels, though. I wonder how much more Shawn is going to be mm. involved in this, or if he's going to be involved down the road somehow. Uh, well, next week Taker's coming out. Undertaker's yep. been announced to come out next week on Raw, so we will find out more then. Um, at the same time, are you really being excited by these promos for this no. whole build? It's it's not that. No, great, is it? I'm not happy that this is happening. But oh. if it's <laughs> listen, as much as I am a mark for the Undertaker, I am not happy that this is happening. And if it is going to happen, I do hope the Undertaker goes over. But I still just wish that they hadn't dragged all these guys back out well i wonder i wonder if it was something where they had to give melbourne a a big like a big match of some sort yeah. you know what i mean and this is just what they came Maybe up with melbourne voted on it i don't think they did i think this was just <laughs> who do you want to see Undertaker. I, they, they voted with their dollars yes here's exactly. here's a whole grip of money soon. here's a whole grip of money uh we would like undertaker please we would like triple h please <laughs> this is this is undertaker and triple h level money uh which you know wwe does listen to when you throw a wad of cash like at those them, dollars. We'll, we'll, we'll raise the dead man. Uh, but we'll see. There's still plenty of time to build. Doesn't happen until October 6th. So we have some time to see what they have in mind with this and uh, hopefully uh, see, see a little bit more of, of their mentality going into mm. this. Like, is this going to be a will Triple H finally beat The Undertaker thing or is it just going to be a nostalgia match? Yeah. Uh, there was a, so this is Connor's cure week. I guess they're really promoting Connor's cure right now, which of yeah. course is their, their, uh, children's cancer, uh, foundation, little uh, superheroes. bunch of little superheroes, bunch of little, uh, bunch of little kids came out with big show dressed up yep. as their, their wrestler, like their wrestling identities, uh, which was a cute segment. The one thing I wanted to point out is it's, it's, we, we see it all the time. We, it's something we see a lot. So we, you know, it's nothing to really pour over except there was one kid I think his name was Braden the Terminator. The Punisher, I believe. Braden the Punisher, yeah. yeah. Was he wearing an anti-Susan G. Komen shirt? That's what it looked like. It was like the pink ribbon with... With a red with tape like, circle around yeah, it. Yeah, with like the, the no circle around Like that... And, and everything I see with him... Because they they have a bunch of different like video packages mm-hmm. with these kids, and he's one of the ones that's constantly there. He's one yeah. of the older ones, too. He's like 16. He... He's wearing that shirt. He's wearing that shirt every time. It's his costume. It's his costume. I need to know the story behind this. No. Well, you can't just so interesting. WWE works with Susan G. Komen too. Like they do a lot of work with yeah. them. I mean, I've heard some I've heard some things about that organization uh spending money where people don't know it's being spent. I don't want to go too much into that. 
But uh, to have him wearing that shirt on television and to have that be his costume specifically yeah, a little bit for this Connors cure forward. was interesting. Yeah, that's it is a little bit wild. Um, and and I, I again, I just want to know the story behind it. Yeah, I I have to know the story behind Does it. Anybody know? Let us know. Yes, please. Shout let us, us out know. on Twitter. Shout, shout us on Twitter or in the Facebook discussion group. Braden, please. if you're out there, Braden, tell us what's going on. Braden, man. what's up, bro? Did, did Susan G. Komen screw over your mom or something? Like, what happened? Men can have breast cancer, too. That, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Maybe, I saw, that's I've seen true. his dad in a couple of those segments. Maybe it was his dad. I don't know. At any rate, uh, wondering what the heck that was. <laughs> Moving on. We've got a few other things to get to. If you only watched the Hulu version, you did not see these, but these did happen. I can't believe this, was, this first thing was not on the Hulu edition. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens was supposed to have a match with Tyler Breeze. Ah, my man Tyler Breeze. He got done dirty again, your man Tyler Breeze. Before the match even started, Kevin uh, kicked the crap out of him, gave him an apron powerbomb. It was just rude. Well, it's Kevin Owens. Rude. But then Kevin Owens got into the ring and gave us what we've been wanting for the last two weeks, an explanation as to why... He quit and then came back so suddenly last week. Do you think it was a good explanation, though? I do, actually. I think it was late. I think that just to have him come back randomly last week was, I think it was a letdown. Mm-hmm. I think it was kind of like, oh, what? what? I think they could have done more quit, with it. Bro? Yeah. I, and, and especially to have him come back last week in such a strange fashion backing up braun Strowman, mm-hmm. one of the people that frustrated him to the point yeah. where he wanted to quit no sense it made no sense no sense made but it was really good that this week they did finally give us an explanation and it was i thought if not a completely logically sound explanation an entertaining one and one that i think bodes very well mm-hmm. for kevin owens he said exactly what I wanted to hear. I don't know about you, but he said exactly what I wanted to hear. <laughs> it annoyed me. Because <laughs> you hate Kevin Owens. I hate Kevin he Owens. He works you good. Oh my gosh, he's such a good heel. He gets right under my skin. He sounds like a whiny baby. <laughs> he you does. You gonna tell him what he said in his promo? His his big reason for coming back? Yeah. It was, it was, it was just because Baron Corbin finally gave him what he wanted, which was, I want to be able to do whatever I want Whatever Ugh. I want. If what I want is oh to just cause God. death and destruction, I can do that. Because I beat I'm up Kevin. Tyler Breeze because I wanted to. Yeah, because uh, I wanted to. And because I can. I'm going to do whatever I want from now on. And that's the only reason why I'm here. Yeah, because Bobby Lashley was a big meanie and he beat up my friend Sami oh, Zayn. Yes, yes. Back to the Sami Zayn. And not only that, he said you, you can blame whatever he does in the future on Bobby Lashley yes. now. It's Bobby Lashley's fault. Brilliant. Whatever Kevin Owens does does from this point on brilliant brilliant i love i loved this promo it's another another brilliant kevin owens promo the man is a killer on the stick this was another really exciting promo especially because it ended up yes he sounded like a baby yes he sounded whiny (laughs) and entitled that's kevin owens but he didn't he didn't sound like comedy losing all the time kevin owens he sounded like Vicious killer Kevin Owens, the one that we remember from NXT and when mm-hmm. he first came out to WWE main roster. This is, I'm, I'm excited. I do you think, think they just saved Kevin Owens? I, I do. I think in a lot of ways, Kevin Owens' character was floundering and had been for a while. I think this is a return to form. And I think if they keep this level of viciousness with him, it, it's absolutely the best type of Kevin Owens character he's played. So are we going to see a big feud between him and Bobby Lashley now? That's what it looks like, doesn't it? It looks like we're heading towards a Lashley-Owens feud, which 
is weird to me because they both need to win a feud. And I don't know if Owens can afford to lose his first feud back as a vicious heel. And Lashley definitely needs to get a statement win as a face. Uh, Lashley, weird segment this week. He's in the gym working out. And little Leo Rush comes up and starts like running around him and giving him motivation. You can do it, Lashley. It was Lift a, those weights. Yeah, that, that's right. High reps, low weights. High reps, low weights. Uh, here's the thing. Very entertaining. Leo Rush, an absolute entertainer. Another guy who's just who can just talk a mile a minute. And Lashley needs someone who can talk a mile a minute because Lord knows he can't. He can't. Uh, best thing he has going for him right now is my man. <laughs> uh, but, you know, so I, I understand why they'd want to put him with somebody who can talk. Leo Rush is just a totally random choice. Yeah. Totally random. Well, it is uh, kind of entertaining to see the two of them standing next to each other. I wonder if that's why, because that's the second time in two weeks we've had big, big guys with a little tiny guy. You, you know Vince AO- is into it. AOP and Drake Maverick. Oh and my now, gosh. Right? He looks like a little koopy doll next to them. And he's always standing directly in between the two. <laughs> of course. Even in his... <laughs> Go to his Twitter page. Go to Drake Maverick's Twitter page, and his header is the you know the face of Akam, the face of Razar on either side of like just the tuft of hair because he's so short he can't Hilarious. fit in the, in the header. It's it is a funny image, and Leo Rush next to Bobby Lashley is a very funny funny image. It reminds me of those old Looney Tunes cartoons, right, where you have the the big the big kind of dumb dog, and then the little like wise Alec guy, like yeah yeah I'm gonna go yeah. get him, go get him, right? Exactly. It reminds me of that. So, you know, part of me is like, oh, this is silly. This is Vince going, ha, they they look hilarious next to each other. Damn it. Come here, pal. You're going to be with him. That part of it's that. And part of it is the fact that it is actually genuinely, I think this is a a good combination. It's bizarre. It's totally out of left field. But I think it works. They each have what the other doesn't. That's true. And Leo is a really, really good wrestler. He's incredible in the ring. So if there is any physicality necessary, I would love, I mean, if Leo Rush gets involved with Kevin Owens, we could see some really good stuff. Well, yeah, I was just about to say Kevin Owens is probably going to take out Leo Rush and be like, Lashley, see what it's like to lose a friend. See what it's like. That's pretty good. You made me do this. Yeah, that's quite possible. That'll be very entertaining. Uh, we also, a couple other quick things. Uh, uh, let's see, Authors of Pain, speaking of AOP. I think there's now known as AOP. There's no more Authors of Pain. They're just AOP. Bye-bye, Authors of Pain. Unless you're reading their poetry book. Uh, yes, which we, we do have their poetry book. That's true. Uh, Ronnie Ace and Nathan Bradley, a couple of local enhancement talent, got murdered, murdered by AOP dead. this week. Uh, just another statement about AOP being there. I don't know where they're going to head now with the top of the tag division being all singles guys and tag teams. Uh, also, speaking of tag teams, Bobby Roode and Chad Gable are still yeah. a tag team. A another random, random tag totally team. Random. They work. They have good chemistry. They work well together. But there, there does still seem to be like Gable wants to get all the glory. Pardon the pun. <laughs> and and Bobby Roode is kind of like, what are you doing, dude? Uh, but they beat the Ascension pretty handily this week. Yeah. Second week in a row, they beat the Ascension. We'll see what happens with. Uh, with these guys, with the tag division in shambles the way that they are, though, it's a bad time yeah. to be a tag team. Who knows what's going to happen in their future? I, I Hopefully something good, because both guys need it. Both guys definitely deserve it. Um, so that's, that is it for Raw. Yeah, we're going to head on over to SmackDown Live. So this week on SmackDown Live, we opened the show with Jeff Hardy. Jeff Hardy coming out to the ring and giving what I thought was a rather bizarre promo. 
it was. I mean, he's he's uh, he's an enigma, right? He's mm-hmm. he's very he's very odd. But it was a bit it was a bit of an odd promo. I didn't think it was any more odd than usual. <laughs> well, it was a weird. I mean, <laughs> he's he, happy to be there. Good he kind of ended it weird too, you know. Or he's he like, like, enjoy the show, enjoy the <laughs> show. I'm gonna die, or something like that. Like time to die, time to enjoy the show. It was it was a little weird, but uh, yeah, he did. Uh, he basically was saying in this promo that demons are all around. Everyone's got their demons. He's mm-hmm. dealt with his own demons. That was a nice part of that. Um, but he intends to face his demons again when he steps into the cell for the first time in his career against yes. Randy Orton. Yeah, but he had to exercise another demon first before he could get there. Right, because he's never really Shinsuke been able to... Nakamura. Yeah, he's never really gotten one over on Shinsuke, and Shinsuke did take his title from him, his yeah. U.S. title. Uh, Shinsuke, of course, recently saying online he would not compete on SmackDown until he had worthy uh, opponents. Right. I suppose Jeff is a worthy opponent, Absolutely. as Jeff... In this match, did take him to the limit, but right when Jeff was about to hit that swanton to put away uh, Shinsuke, <sighs> who should come out of the crowd with his dick fingers splayed Ew. out? Randy Orton, Gross. Randy Orton to go uh, to go push Jeff off the top rope and then try to beat him down. Jerk. Tried to beat him down, grabbed a chair, but no. Ah. Jeff came back and uh, actually took it to Randy Orton, beat him up. And sent him running. Jeff standing exactly. tall. Jeff standing tall before Hell in a Cell, looking really good on the show. Thank which, God. Well, if mathematics serve us well, the algorithm says if you stand <laughs> tall before the uh, before the pay per view, you you ain't gonna win. I'm just glad that uh, he gave that chair right back to Orton. Yeah. Uh, no. Definitely. It was. Uh, it was. I think with the recent revelations about some more of Orton's bullying coming out, it's just, it's, and it's also because Orton just is now, he's a heel again and he's so good as a heel because oh he's gosh. just, he's so Such natural. A disgusting little viper. <laughs> he's a nasty little viper. He's nasty. He's nasty. Randy Orton, nasty. So do you think, so we got Hell in a Cell this Sunday, Jeff's first time in a cell. Does Jeff do something utterly insane? Of course he does. Do you think he's of taking? Of course, he's taking up the Mick Foley mantle. Oh my gosh, it's Jeff Hardy. I'm ready to see some Cirque du Soleil type stuff in here. Right uh, do you, now, do you think he goes like a swanton off the top of the cage or something crazy like that? I would not put it past him. Yeah, I've been down. Here's the question: Does he does he swanton off the top of the cage into an RKO out of nowhere? Oh my no, <laughs> no! I'm just saying. What if this is it? What if he goes all out in this match? crazy like break his body type of stuff yeah. and then throws in the towel and retires you know because he has supposedly been working through injuries for the last few months it wouldn't surprise me if this was his way of of cashing out for a few months or possibly i don't know if this is his swan song he still seems to have enough in the tank but he has had a long career of some nasty bumps so and maybe this about is to get worse. Yeah, he's about to. Yeah, maybe he goes out like this. Who knows? That's how I would want to go out. But here's the thing. He's also a pro wrestler. Yep. And we all know they can never, never stay retired. retired unless their body physically cannot do it. They, you know, so we'll see. Really? I, but I definitely think this will be a uh, uh, this is a this is a, a, a like an undercard match on this show that could steal the show. Absolutely. I really do honestly believe that uh, when because when Orton's awake, he's fantastic. As long as he keeps his filthy fingers out of Jeff Hardy's earlobes. <laughs> <laughs> no kidding. That is it's more disturbing the more you think about yes. it. It's gross. Uh, we also had a match between Charlotte and Sonya Deville, yeah. who we haven't seen in a few weeks, uh, at least on SmackDown or Raw. 
Uh, they let Deville look surprisingly strong in this. She got some good offense in. She did, and uh, I didn't. I don't know. I di- for some reason it didn't strike me until this week. But her entrance reminds me of Steve Blackman's entrance, where really? she comes out into the ring and starts doing a whole bunch of like punches yep. and kicks. He the used, used to do. The, he used to do them with like the sticks and everything, but it was still like. I'm a badass. I'm going to come to the ring and throw a bunch of strikes and look like a badass. And then also her in-ring, like how she performs in the ring is very obviously MMA based and yeah. uh, shoot fight based. And that she reminds me of like a female uh, Steve Blackman now for some reason. But uh, yeah, they did let her look surprisingly strong in this. Uh, and uh, ultimately, of course, Charlotte does pick up the victory, puts her in the, uh, the figure eight, makes her yep. tap out. Mandy Rose, pretty much a no factor in this. <laughs> She's just looking pretty. She's looking pretty as she does. Uh, tried to grab for Charlotte once, but that was pretty much it. Oh, yeah. And quickly backed up <laughs> as soon like, as Charlotte oh, turned around mind. and looked at her. Oh, I'm so sorry. The real story here was that as Charlotte was uh, was hanging out with the crowd afterwards, she was high-fiving people, went over to get some selfies with some girls in the crowd. Now, she was getting these selfies. These poor girls never got their selfie. because She got clocked. Because some chick in the audience, some black-haired chick with glasses, clocked her. Except there wasn't a black-haired chick in the audience. Oh. It was... Becky Lynch. Yeah, in disguise. She pulls off her wig, pulls off her glasses, jumps the barricade, and proceeds to beat the living crap out of Charlotte. So here's the thing. This felt to me, and and by the way, got cheered a lot. The crowd was chanting Becky. Yeah, at first, and then... It sounded, and now again, you know, speculating about whether or not the truck is muting the crowd is always, you know, you'll, we'll never know. Never know. You know, you never know. But uh, it definitely did sound like the crowd was more muted after she beat down Charlotte on the ramp, put her in the disarm her and was chased off by, or decided to walk away from it. (laughs) But it sounded like the crowd was still chanting, but it was definitely quieter. So I don't know if that was the crowd being like, I don't know how to feel, or if it was them actually muting the crowd. But the crowd definitely did pop right when she jumped her uh, uh, at the top. They were on Becky's side. They were, but that's but isn't that the interesting thing about this Becky Lynch heel turn is that they're still having her do these typically heelish dastardly things. Yeah. Like disguising herself and hiding in a crowd, but it's not it's still not working. All it's doing is making the crowd kind of go, We don't know how to, we want to cheer her, but we don't know how to feel. I think this definitely put her more in the way of heel than she has been so far. Yeah, because it was kind of dastardly. Yeah, it's not like she came out from backstage where you could see her running down the ramp. You knew she was coming. She was hiding out with fans. And as Charlotte was giving some love to her fans, she punched her in the face. Yeah, because, you know, one of the speculations is, is that they're... They're trying to have both women have salient points and make this a thing about shades of gray. The problem is, is, you know, if you have Becky saying, oh, you know, I I can totally beat you in one on one and I'm going to kick your butt. But then she's always surprised attacking Charlotte. It undercuts that argument and it makes her it makes her seem less on the same level as Charlotte. Right. And Charlotte's already made the point that uh, she is number two in the ring. The Bailey's uh, Becky's Becky's number number two. two. Exactly. Like you may have been my number one best friend, but you will always be number two in the ring. Yeah, and so I, I wonder if there. Uh, I think uh, here's 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 the thing. There's, there's a history of WWE saying we want this to happen, and we're going to get it. By golly, by no gum, no matter what, whether we want it or not, whether you, the fans, want it 
right. or not. We're going to push through our, our, our original intention. Shove it down your throat. And Road Dog has gone on record on Twitter as saying, yeah, the original intention was for Becky to go heal. Yeah. The fans just misinterpreted the storyline and for some reason are cheering her now. They're going to make her the healiest heel that ever healed. So basically, yeah, exactly. So I'm wondering if in, instead of them actually pivoting on this, they just basically slowed down the heel turn and didn't make it a sudden sharp one, but they're kind of going to slowly ramp her into being a full on dastardly heel instead of like a badass anti-hero. Right. Makes which it is what everyone to cheer her. Right. Which is what everyone wants to do. The problem is, is that's going to kill her character and it's going to take Charlotte down with her mm-hmm. because Charlotte already was, I mean, people cheered her because it's freaking Charlotte and she is genuinely amazing. Yeah. She really is. She's a fantastic athlete. She's a great performer. All of that amazing presence. Yeah, she's she has got star written all over. When you look at her, you immediately think that's the champ. That's a champion. Yes. You don't always look at her and think that's a good guy. <laughs> you you depends has, on the week. Yeah, right. Well, she has this na- like natural imperiousness to her, right? And I don't say that because she she's the empress. She's the queen. Oscar uh, is the empress. The empress and the queen. Oh, okay. <laughs> she's all of the. Above. She's all of the things. Um, but that's the thing is that, you know, Charlotte does have that. I mean, do you get that from her as well? Is that, that natural, I'm better than you kind of, uh, I get what you're saying. I totally get what you're saying. It doesn't bother me. I feel like everyone has that something or other in Mm -hmm. wrestling that makes them better than the Mm -hmm. others. And Charlotte's is just that she, she's naturally sort of quote unquote high class, right? you know, this is what she's based a lot of her gimmick on with, you know, natural selection being one of her finishing moves and, you know, genetically superior being one of her catchphrases. Absolutely. I don't hold it against her at all. Right. But, uh, but, but you don't think that that comes across as being uh, like, because people tend to not like uh, wrestlers that uh, put themselves on a pedestal. Right. Right. And that's been throughout history. That's been one of the things that a lot of heels have done great work with, with is I am better than all of you. Right. Right. So if she's naturally giving that off. It's going to be hard to keep her face against someone who is kind of more of the naturally plucky underdog in Becky Lynch. And if you try to sell us that Becky is not actually a plucky underdog. She is a conniving, dastardly heel. Mm-hmm. And this other woman whose last name is Flair, this other woman whose last name is Flair, yes. who stands nearly six feet tall and looks every bit the queen that she says she is, is not an imperious overlord dominating the women's <laughs> division. That's going to be a tough sell. I think Charlotte's good enough to sell heel or face. She is just... She's talented. Uh-huh. And Becky is as well, obviously. Honestly, I'm just interested to see where this feud goes. Yeah, I, I, I definitely think it's a wait and see. Yeah, I don't and, know and how fingers it's crossed. Play out. And fingers crossed because it really is if WWE can keep it being shades of gray. A I th- lot of potential. Tons of potential. I think it's it has been one of the most interesting, nuanced yeah. angles on WWE TV recently. Absolutely. So fingers crossed that they don't go too far heel with Becky because I really think that's going to be a tough thing. Right. Uh, and it might drag this whole feud down. Or just ruin everything like they did with Bailey and Sasha's yeah. used to be best friends feud. Yeah, what the heck is going on there? Yeah, I feel like Charlotte and Becky are off to a much better start with this. Way better. And I just hope they keep riding that high wave. Agreed. Agreed completely. Uh, speaking of high waves, a match to happen tonight that I was surprised I was entertained by. Maurice <laughs> versus Brie Bella. So we've obviously got this ongoing oh feud gosh. between Daniel Bryan and The Miz. Now the wives have gotten involved. Yes, as, the, as one does. The, re, the, the wives and recent mothers have gotten involved. 
Right. There was like a who had their baby last off. <laughs> My wife had her baby just five months ago. Right. Oh, that was that was funny. Uh, that that also being said, I mean, kudos to Maurice for getting oh, yeah. back after, after five impressive. months. Impressive. That is damn impressive. Yeah. That's it takes crazy. like years to get your body back from having birth from what I hear. And so the fact that both of those women are in there so shortly after having yeah. babies is I, I actually read a thing. Incredible. It is. And I read a thing this week, actually, apparently Brie Bella uh, commented on her botches last week. We mm-hmm. kind of, we, we were down on this show last week on Brie Bella because yeah. she, she had some nasty botches where she tried to do two tope suicidas through the ropes and just, oh, just horribly <laughs> botched both of them, um, dangerously so on one of them. But uh, and we were kind of giving her grief on that and saying, you know, the Bella's never been really, really that good of wrestlers. Uh, of the two, Brie, definitely the better wrestler. But she did come out and say, well, you know, one of the things that threw me off was I'm not used to being 10 pounds heavier. So my momentum was off. Yeah. Which, you know, all right, take, take it at face value. But at the same time, you know, having a kid does change your body. Yep. Maurice is not as slender as she used to be either. Uh, but at the same time, I thought, you know, this was more of a story match. They didn't do a whole lot of wrestling. Right. A couple of bumps. But I don't think Maurice is ready to do a full match yet. Oh, God. But this is more of a storytelling. More storytelling about how Miz and Maurice are just, they're equal, equally as slimy and yeah. heelish. Uh, and Miz just pulls Maurice out and it's like, you don't deserve this match, Brie. You don't deserve to be in the <laughs> ring with my wife who just gave birth. So we're going to leave. We're just going to leave. We're just going to leave. This match is over. Then as they start walking up the ramp, Brie is like, oh, hell no. <laughs> I am getting my fight. Runs, jumps Maurice. Yep. And uh, I love how it's Miz on. slowly walks by the ring going, what's going on? I know. Oh God! His reactions. It was it was great, and of course Daniel Bryan and Miz ended up getting into it at a certain point when Miz pulled uh, Brie out of the ring. Yes, nasty bump. Yeah. Gave her a, gave her a nice bump outside the ring. I love how swiftly Daniel came running over. Like, yeah. did you just really lay hands on my wife? Here's the thing: is that I I was not a fan of the wives being involved in what should be a great feud between Daniel Bryan and the Miz. Yeah. Like that's that should be a great feud. Um, and it has been, and I believe it will continue to be once the wives are hopefully, you know, out of the picture again, I think this will go on for a while. I was not looking forward to having the wives be a part of this. It's been entertaining. Yeah. It's been a nice additional dynamic. And even if it's just as I suspect to promote the mixed match challenge that's Mm -hmm. coming up in the middle of September, uh, I, I think that this is they've actually done a pretty good job making this entertaining so far. Adds more fuel to the fire. It does. It does. And, uh, you know, they do have the match this Sunday. It's going to be Miz and Maurice versus Daniel Bryan and, and Brie Bella. Yep. Uh, I think it'll be a fun match. We'll see how it goes. I think it'll be a fun match. We will give our, our speculation as to who wins that in a second here. Speaking of fuel to the fire. Oh, yes. These AJ Styles, Samoa Joe promos. Oh, my gam. Okay, so AJ Styles, love me some AJ. Yes. He gave his promo. You know, he's sitting in the empty arena. Yes. He's like, this is the house that I built. It's not for sale. It's not for lease. You know, it was a pretty good promo. It was. It was actually one of the better promos AJ's given, I think. However. Yes. Samoa Joe <laughs> busts out a damn children's book. <laughs> called Night Night AJ. Oh my God. Reads us all a bedtime story about how he is going to be the new man of AJ's family. Oh, he's going he's gonna to put AJ to sleep and then the last page is him with, with AJ's family, AJ and oh. his wife and one of his, one of his kids 
And Simone is staring out from the night, book. Good night, Wendy. Good night, Annie. Oh, my Night, God. night, AJ. This would have been so cringy and terrible in anyone else's hands but Samoa Joe. He just he sold this. Shattered it. It was killed awesome. It. Killed it. Killed it. And, and this is the funny thing is I'm not a big fan of making one of your big feuds all about promos. And this has had some physicality in the past. I, I, I just am curious about going to a pay-per-view on a promo off. That seems to leave it kind of cold going into the pay-per-view. No, I thought, I mean, I thought that was pretty good. Yeah? That yeah. worked for you? That night-night AJ, I'm going to have nightmares every time I see a children's <laughs> book from now on. Yep, Samoa Joe is a bad man. But uh, <laughs> I am I am looking forward to this match too. And these guys did some great work back together back in TNA. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I think that this is definitely a feud that they have done a good job building a very personal feud with yeah. where you don't see a lot of truly personal feuds in the WWE anymore. Absolutely. You see like, I don't like you and I think I can beat you. But you very rarely say, stop talking about my family. Yeah, that's my wife. Or, or that's my baby. And Joe has done his job beautifully. AJ has done his job beautifully. I, I, I think this has been a very good... Uh, Certainly head and shoulders better than the AJ Shinsuke feud, yes. which was all about dick punches. And uh, you know, this being all about AJ's family is actually so far it's working. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious to see what they do on Sunday. I think it will be a kerfuffle finish. Mm. I don't think they're going to have any kind of uh, clean finish here, right. but I'm not mad at that. No, I'm just excited to see it. Yeah. And I like the fact that AJ's care, like AJ's saying, I have a temper. Yeah. My weakness is my temper. I like that that's part of his character yeah. as the champ. He's a champ it out. who has a glaring weak spot, and that is he gets mad. He gets emotional really easily. I like that. I like that they've defined that. That's a great little character touch. Uh, we also, speaking of matches that we have Sunday, we have The Bar uh, versus Rusev Day for the number one contendership yes. for the New Day's championships. New Day again at ring. Ringside doing commentary. And making pancakes? Very oddly. Can I just tell Big E that you don't stir with a whisk? You whisk with a whisk? He I don't got know a good batter going by the there. end of it. I don't know what you were seeing, but he got a good batter going at the end. Oh, Topless man. Just in his like apron. pouring bags of powder into a giant bowl and stirring it slowly with a whisk while commenting on the match that was happening right in front of him yeah I mean, they're they're such characters oh my god so I, much fun i i can honestly say that any one of them when they're all together you can just keep your eyes on any one of them and be entertained <laughs> the entire time yeah but all together they're just yeah they're a wall of entertainment crazy but that being said doesn't mean the match wasn't any less entertaining that was a, oh. it was a really good match between rusev day and uh, and the bar obviously yeah. two very good teams the story of this match being that the, both these teams are very physical can beat the crap out of each other but at the end of the day, it's Aiden English sacrificing himself to a brogue kick in order to distract Sheamus so that Rusev can get the Machka kick and t- get the one, two, three. Rusev dun, Day dun, dun, dun. going on to face the New Day this Sunday. Happy Rusev Day. Happy Rusev Day indeed. Where does this end up with Rusev Day? I, you know, they obviously have the match this Sunday. We've got already had these. Uh, a promotion for Super Showdown in Australia, which happens later, which the promotion is The Bar versus The New Day. Yeah. Right? So, you know, obviously plans change. They can, the, you know, cards subject to change is mm-hmm. always the, the mantra. But uh, I think that sounds like Rusev Day doesn't win this weekend. Where does Rusev Day go if they can't win the big one? Especially with the current angle with the group being that Aiden is the martyr who's sacrificing himself right. for the group. 
You're gonna die. You gotta die for something. Yeah. What's I'm wondering what the bigger picture is here. Like what what are they what they're going for? They've had like the yeah. Rusev day looking like it was gonna it was gonna break up, and then they brought them back from the brink with Aiden. You know, figuring out how to uh, help them win as opposed to let, make them lose. Yeah, they've just been in such a period of almost figuring out who they are. They've been going through so much stuff recently, the Rusev Day faction. and uh, Figuring out if they're heel or face for exactly, one thing. Exactly, heel or face, whether they like Aiden or hate Aiden. Yeah, it seems to be like the, the story of Rusev Day is we can't figure out what's going on. <laughs> it's, <laughs> yeah. like, it's a little stop-start, but the, at the same time, I think there, if there is a bigger picture here, if there isn't a, a, a longer-term story, we could see it play out Sunday. You know, could Aiden turn on them? this sunday tired of being a scapegoat right could there be something or do they lose and then they break up on you know something does something does big lana happen sunday do something does lana do something yeah yeah i don't know uh i just i feel like it's i feel like rusev day hasn't quite they haven't they haven't as you they said peaked yet they haven't peaked yeah right it, we haven't gotten to the meat. It, it still feels like the story's in process and we yes. haven't like kicked it in the second in like the Absolutely. second or third gear yet yeah. yeah, don't know exactly where they're going. Don't know, but I feel like they're going somewhere. I hope they are. I really <laughs> hope they are because I, I feel like there's a lot of potential here. Yeah. Uh, also, a lot of potential. Speaking of a lot of potential, R-Truth and Carmella. Oh, my gosh. Uh, we knew last week because they announced it for the Mixed Match Challenge that they are going to be a, uh, a pairing for the Mixed Match Challenge. Mm-hmm. We saw them together officially for the first time this week. Last week, of course, they were together uh, in, a, in a quick match against Miz and Maurice. Yep. This week, they came out together, did the whole entrance together. Uh, Carmella, entrance. Carmella yelling, what's up the entire time? <laughs> you can get with me or you can get with her. You can get with me or you can get with her. I, I'm going to need a favor from you, JB, to never, ever try to imitate our truth ever again. What? Come on. That was pretty good. Oh, oh that's the problem. Well, that <laughs> was, was about as good as it was on the show. That's my point. <laughs> uh, but th- so they they faced off against Zelina Vega and Andrade Cien Almas, which I thought that was that's a really good pairing. And it yeah. sure was. It was actually a very nice, entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, nice to see our truth getting back on TV and looking good again. Um, and honestly, I think the rumors about Andrade having some love in the back are true because he did beat R Truth pretty cleanly. A uh, little bit of a distraction. What am I saying? Cleanly, he grabbed his jorts, uh, but he but he beat him pretty handily. Jorts. I should say he grabbed his jorts and and pulled together, got a handful of jorts. Oh my uh, gosh! While while Zelina Vega was distracting that Carmella, word needs to retire. Uh, jorts need to retire, but apparently it's working for our truth and John yep. Cena still. So. It's part of their costume. <laughs> uh, but yeah, Andrade gets a win this week. Uh, looks good. Uh, as I said, there are rumors in the back that Vince loves him some Andrade. Yeah, I've heard that. Which is interesting because, uh, you know, the typically you think of Vince and you think of him not liking people who can barely speak English. And, then, <laughs> and Andrade has a real uh, accent problem. But like, the man has natural charisma. Oh, God. He's obviously very talented, whether he's speaking English or not. He carries himself like a superstar. Yes. You know what I mean? And he does have some English phrases, but it, it, it really is like his accent is way thick. Yeah. But it's that's what crazy he's got thick. Selena for. That's exactly she what they put him with. Talking. Together, they make a fantastic pairing. Yes. And, was, and, and as you said, like he carries himself so well. Yeah. He's just got a presence. He does. And he's uh, fantastic in the ring. So I'm glad that it appears it's being seen backstage. Yes. 
So, well, how could you not see them in those gold pants? Uh, <laughs> I don't know. They've managed to overlook some pretty neon colors before. Uh, but yeah, R-Truth and Carmella make a very entertaining team. I'm looking forward to seeing them in the mixed match challenge. I think this was just kind of a, a nothing match, but it was it was interesting to see these two get paired off together and have a very entertaining match. Yeah. Uh, and it's also good to see that they're they're using Andrade. Absolutely. And I'm glad he went over there. Speaking of uh, nothing weirdness um oscar naomi speaking of language barriers oh yeah weird i mean this was just cringeworthy so we know that they've been coming towards pairing up for a while because naomi's need some help help against the iconics yeah you guys called that out on the show a while back we did i i I have to go back and listen whether it was nick or i who who called out that oscar and naomi would be teaming up but uh, the bottom line is we saw them coming towards this, towards teaming up. And this week they talked about how the fact they were teaming up against the Iconics and why. And uh, they asked Asuka backstage, you know, why, why did you help Naomi? And before she could answer, Naomi came in and, and basically like, started. Yeah, why? Started. Uh, yeah. Asked her as well. And uh, uh, she, she basically said, I'm trying to f- remember what, uh, what Asuka said. She said she couldn't understand the Iconics because she couldn't understand their accents. Yes. And then there was a terrible fake laugh there terrible fake laugh and then naomi says uh well you definitely feel the glow oscar says oh go you want me to go and naomi says no no i don't want you to feel the, i don't want you to go i want you to feel the glow yeah and uh to which uh oscar says oh glow like katagagi katayaki or, or kagayaki kagayaki sorry the japanese word for the japanese word for glow sure to which naomi says uh uh oh teriyaki, teriyaki? i love teriyaki Are you hungry and oscar puts on a really weird face and goes i'm really hungry and this then they leave. Was so weird. It was bizarre. And I, I know some people, I've read it to some people thought it was cute and funny and it made Asuka look very cute. But no, it made her look scared of Naomi. You think it made her look scared? I did. When she was like, go, oh, I should go. Like, no, you're freaking Asuka. Okay, if someone yeah. tells you to go, you don't go. You beat the crap out of them. Exactly. <laughs> Why would Asuka be cowering and backing up going, oh, I should go during her own interview? Well, more so, like, why is she being cutesy? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. we're, we're seeing the cutification of Asuka. And let's be clear, Asuka and Akana in real life is adorable. But yeah, but she's her also, character is not Kairi Sane. She's not, right. Kairi Sane, they're even having to make less adorable in NXT right now. They're having to make her more of a, a vicious badass. I feel right? like they're going the other way with Asuka. I agree. And it's taking away from her mystique. Yes. Right? Isn't part of the, the mystique of Asuka just what a beast she is? Absolutely. And I think that they can still, they're, they're going to still show her being a beast in the ring. But you have two losses in a row to Carmella, even though they were, you know, screwball finishes. Mm-hmm. They're still losses to Carmella. It still doesn't look good. Uh, and then you go on to have her, you know, doing these kind of little comedy acts backstage that don't come across well. I frankly, don't like it. That that were not funny. No, I didn't think. With they, they were cute, but not funny. They're awkward. Uh, yeah, they're cringy. Yeah, and that's it's it's depressing because Oscar, you could keep that mystique around her so easily. When but, I see Oscar smiling and giggling, I want it to be because she just killed somebody or she's about to kill somebody yeah right not because someone said teriyaki (laughs) exactly and 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 you know i understand that they want to make her a little bit more accessible she's a face right now but uh uh, it's yeah it's definitely not i think they're 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 losing some of that mystique and you know with these things where, where it comes down to our personal preferences i always try to qualify this by saying yes i know 
personal preference. There's a whole world of people out there who <laughs> have their own preferences, what they would want to see, and maybe they want cutesy Oscar. I think in the long term, though, it doesn't serve the character. And ultimately, when WWE is about looking at where do you make your money, um, I think that they can make their money in the short term off a of cutesy Oscar, but it takes away her long term benefits. Agreed. By by making her a cutesy cartoon character, okay. so that is my opinion on that. That is your opinion on that. That is our opinion on SmackDown Live. <laughs> we are done with the main roster, but almost, almost, we got to get to Hell in a Cell. Hell in a Cell is this Sunday. We need to do our pickums. Nick is not here to give his pickums, although he will give his pickums uh, on the Facebook group Ooh-hoo. before the weekend. But that just leaves you and me giving our pickums this week. Let's pick them up. JB minus yes. the L. So we gotta we gotta give our pickums for Hell in a Cell. Let's start off the top with uh, Randy Orton. Speaking of off the top, ha ha. Uh-huh. See what I uh-huh. did there? I see what you did there. Randy Orton versus Jeff Hardy in a cell. <sighs> Who wins this one? As much as I hate to say this, I hate to say it. I'm gonna go with Randy Orton. Really? Mm-hmm. You know what? I have to agree with you. Yeah. I think I think Jeff's uh, either either on the way out. Or he's going to go away for a little while. I think Orton needs to be given that shine of a true scary heel on SmackDown yeah. and then let loose on everybody else, which was kind of his MO. It's what he was saying. is like, I'm going to beat up all your all your favorites. So I think I think I agree. I think Jeff's going to die. I think he's going <laughs> to... Jeff. Hopefully not literally. Please uh, don't no. die. Please don't die, Jeff. Hopefully not literally. But I think Jeff was is going down on this one. Randy's taking it, especially because Jeff stood tall the last couple yep. of weeks. You know what I mean? I I, I agree. I think I think uh, it is going to be Orton. Next up, we have uh, Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella versus Miz and Maurice. Who do you have here? Ah, God, I don't know. Um, you know, I'm going to go with Daniel Bryan and Brie Bella. Really? Yeah. Okay. I, I'm not feeling strongly about that choice, but I'm going to go with it. <laughs> I, I'm actually going to take the opposite. I think that this, uh, in order for this to continue, this feud to continue, mm-hmm. I think that that they you have to have Daniel Bryan and, and Brie Bella be frustrated over and over and over again. Right. Well, I I think just the Miz have and this find a way picture of, of uh, Maurice getting beaten and then Miz playing such a huge sympathy card. You beat my new mother wife. Yeah, I just I think that that's and they could go that way. It could be one of those things where. Our baby is suffering. Where, where, yeah, where Miz comes out afterwards and bitches and moans about it. But I think it's just, it's better for this feud if he comes out afterwards and says, see, I told you so. You can't even beat my wife. All right. Uh, I have a, a little extra pick here for you. Do you think a baby comes out at some point before, during, or after this match? No, because the baby was involved in the last Miz and Maurice match. No baby. Right, there was a, there was a there was a baby that was hiding the brass knuckles in the last one. Yes, I remember. Yeah, so I think I think this time no baby. I think Thanks this is baby. I think there's going to be too much going on with the moms. I don't think a baby's going to get involved. I I, mean, I could be wrong. <laughs> Maybe the babies will start fighting each other. Uh, oh. Birdie Birdie and and Sky Monroe get into it. Oh Lord, that'll be. Let's hope not. Um, next up, the New Day defend their tag team championships against Rusev Day. Yeah. What do you got here? Uh, this is tough because we were saying we didn't know where Rusev Day is going to go. Um, but I'm going to call him to win. Why not? Really? Why not? Oh, you're I going out on a limb. I hope that, that the WWE will figure out what to do with them. And, uh, you know, the New Day is, they're always looking strong. They got to have something to fight for eventually. I'm going to call Rusev Day. It's, it's so funny because I, I feel like New, New Day just won the champion. Now, granted... 
Granted, New Day did just win the championships off of the Bludgeon Brothers because of injury. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that they be transitional champs because of because plans change, as they say. Uh, so you could be right. Rusev Day could take it. I just think there's a bigger story to be told with them, not as champs. I don't know, man. I could see no. I could see a story as champions yeah, it's too. It's one of those things where it's like this huh. could go either way. So I'm just gonna. You talked me into you 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 talked me into having some doubts. I'm still Ooh. gonna I'm still gonna stick with New Day. I'm still sticking with New Day retaining your choice here. Choice would not hold up in a court of law. Uh, no, I gave you reasonable doubt. You gave me reasonable doubt. You did. <laughs> uh, you poked holes in my in my concepts here. That's what I'm here for, friends. Yeah. Well, okay. Let's move on and talk about the next match. We got the big one: Dolph Ziggler and Drew McIntyre versus Seth Rollins and Dean Dean Ambrose for this the Raw Tag Team the, Championship. They're all big matches. Like there's only two non-title matches on this show. There's a lot of big ones. What do you think? Uh, this I think I think Ziggler and McIntyre retain here. Mm. I think I you know so here's the funny thing. I'm looking down this whole card. I'm looking at this whole card, and they have to have at least one, maybe two championships change hands, right? I would think. And uh, some that which which would lend more credence to your Rusev Day winning because I don't see Ziggler and McIntyre dropping these belts because Rollins already has the IC belt mm-hmm. and like and uh, you know they could put him they could have him be dripping in gold but it just I think that I don't think that would make sense with that story so I'm I'm just gonna real quick I'm gonna say uh, Dolphin Dolphin Drew but uh, yeah. but I'm looking at who else is gonna where else is a title gonna change hands Charlotte Becky Lynch maybe AJ Styles Samoa Joe maybe. I don't know. Okay. There's anyway, of, this is such a good card. It's, it is. It's going to be a pretty good show, I think. But uh, anyway, yeah, taking Ziggler and McIntyre to retain. Uh, then I'm going to have to go with Seth and Dean. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I, I, I could see Keep it happening, it but that's, that means all the titles will be on the faces unless, unless uh, Roman loses, which I, we'll, we'll, get to, <laughs> we'll get to that in a second. All right. You picked uh, Rollins and Ambrose. We shall see. Yep. What about Charlotte and Becky Lynch? Who do you think has, is going to take this one? I'm gonna go with Charlotte. Sticking with your girl, huh? Yeah, I don't know if uh, if Becky's ready yet to take it off of her. If she's climbed enough of a mountain to get there. Yeah, I. You know what? I'm I'm going to say that she has. I'm going to say they put it on Becky, uh, but she doesn't get it clean. I say that she does some sort of dastardly something dirty, to get it. Dirty dog. She's going to do something dirty. Something she can't go back. Something from. dirty because I don't think at this point she can afford to lose clean. The only other way I could see this being this this ending up is in a disqualification mm-hmm. or some sort of uh, muddled finish. Yeah. Where we don't have a definitive winner or loser or like uh like a DQ. I'd be okay with that. I would too. I'd be fine with a DQ and let this feud continue. Absolutely. Uh in which case Charlotte retains and and you would win this particular pickem. Um, I'd be fine with that, but I'm going to just, to be perverse, I'm going to take Becky Lynch to, to pick up the, uh, the win here also. Cause I'd, I want to see her get her championship back and then Charlotte can chase, uh, Ronda Rousey versus Alexa bliss. Ah, uh, okay. I want Ronda to beat the crap out of Alexa. <laughs> I think you'll get that. I think you'll... Oh, good. Alexa's not known for wanting to take too many bumps. <laughs> I don't think she's going to have a choice here. Yeah. As long as that happens, you know, I'll be happy. Um, I'm. You know what? I'm going to call Rhonda because I want to. Yeah. So there. Okay. I, I, so there. I don't care what anybody says. I Bring think it. you're right. I think Rhonda's retaining. I, think, I don't think that they're going to take the title off of her this quickly. It would be insane to put the, put the title on her and then have it taken away after a month. Yeah. It would be more, I mean, they have done a lot of women's title juggling in the past, especially with, uh, look, you look at like Sasha and Charlotte in the recent mm-hmm. past, they were just juggling it back and forth almost on every pay-per-view, it seemed like. 
Um, I can't see them doing that with Ronda Rousey. Yeah. I think that would be bizarre, to say the least, to have her win it at SummerSlam and then take it right back off her, especially to put it on Alexa, who has had the title so many times. Right. I think that would, uh, it would certainly get a lot of heel heat for Alexa, but I don't think it would be the right choice creatively. Absolutely. So we know Alexa's going to do something dirty in this match. Yeah. She we already know. She doesn't need to have the title belt when she fights Trish Stratus, so it's fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, moving on, AJ Styles versus Samoa Joe for the WWE Championship. What do you I'm going to call Joe. You're going for Joe. I'm going to call Joe. Ooh. Really? Yeah. I mean, that that book, that children's book, I'm really impressed with Joe yeah. right now. <laughs> His author skills are, uh, are impressive. <laughs> you know what? It's funny because I actually, I, I, I can see that. I think that, um, I, I, I would love Joe to get the championship. Yeah. I just think that Styles is going to retain. Uh, Joe is terrifying. Because that, that's but the thing. in the best way. That's the thing. I think that's what Joe is, is here, is he's just a really good opponent. He's yeah. really good at selling this match, but I think that AJ is going to retain. Okay. Um, I don't think it's time for Joe yet. I would love it to be if Joe wins. I'm. I I would love to see AJ get broken down as a champion, as as you know, and really fall far to have to fight back against Joe. Have his house knocked down. I just don't see that being the story they're trying to tell here. Yeah, knock down his house a little bit. Uh, And here's the big one, the the big one. Roman Reigns versus Braun Strowman in a cell. Mick Foley, special guest referee for the Universal Championship. Roman retains. Strowman steals it. There are so many factors in this. You know, I'm going to call, I'm, I'm going to do this for Nick. Even though he always calls opposite of Strowman and loses, I'm going to call Strowman. <laughs> oh, okay. That, you know what? That's, you are, you are being the Nick of the show today. You're going to you finally call for Strowman. This one's for you, Nick. I, I have a hard time picking Strowman. One, because Roman reigns lol. Uh, <laughs> two, because Mick Foley's the guest referee and I'd have a hard time seeing him a lot of factors. count Strowman for the win because Strowman's a heel. You know what I mean? Um, I think Plus I think he scares the crap out of Foley. I think that Foley, but it's going to be one of those things they're trying to get the rub from Foley onto Roman. Mm. One more thing where they're like, That's you can't true. boo Foley. That's true. That's really true. You know, you're giving me reasonable doubt now. <laughs> well, you you didn't pick Strowman because you actually believe he's going to win. You picked Strowman because of Nick and because <laughs> you know why not? Because it's Strowman. We'll go with that. You still have that love for the for the big the friendly giant. Oh, even though he broke my heart. <laughs> so one thing to notice: a lot of people absent from the show. No Kevin Owens. Yeah. No Bobby Lashley. No Shinsuke Nakamura, who's the U.S. champion. No Oscar. No Sasha Banks. No Bailey. No Finn Balor. That's a that's a that's a a lot of people missing from the show. Yeah, but the card is so good anyway. Yeah, it should be a nice a nice card. I think it looks like a, a nice tight card. A lot of good matches, a lot of good builds. So looking forward to going to hell in a cell. Me too. And uh, we will be uh, we will this show we will have a uh, recap episode next Monday about Hell in a Cell with all of our picks. We'll go yes. over all of that on Monday. But right now we have a lot more to talk about in the wide world of wrestling. So over in NXT this week, we had a lot of showcase matches and uh, a returning storyline here. We started off with a bunch of bald guys. (laughs) One guy had some hair. One oddball with hair. What had hair? We had Adrian Jaude. 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 Adrian and And Cesar Bononi. Cesar Bononi. Versus Birch and Lorcan. Yeah, a pair of Brazilians who we've seen do individual matches recently. Uh, and they're now tagging up. I thought they made yeah. a good-looking tag team. These guys, both yeah. those guys are, are, I think, have a lot of potential. But then, uh, obviously, Oni Lorcan, Danny Birch coming back from injury. 
mm-hmm. Lorcan having busted up his eye socket in that match against Undisputed Era. Oh. Uh, and a great match, by the way. And they got a nice hero's welcome. Yeah, it was too. nice to have them back. What do you think? Uh, what do you think the future's like for them now? I don't know. I don't. With the tag team division in NXT right now, I don't know who they face. You know, who are the heels who they can go against right now? I don't. I don't know what they wh- where they go. I don't know where they fit in right now. And I, you know, they're hot. So it's like, what do you what do you do with them? What, now that they're hot, how yeah. do you keep them hot? Well, NXT is the place to figure that out. True. True, and they do seem to have a good history of doing that, but also they only have so much time and only so many people. So I wonder if they... Uh, here's my question is, you know, are, are Yaude and Bononi, are they, are they going to continue being a thing? Because they were an interesting pairing, I thought. They were an interesting pairing. You know, I got to say, though, I wasn't entirely impressed by them. Really? Yeah, I thought they were they were decent. They worked well together, but there was no extra chemistry, extra flair, that uh, thing that just make them pop together and you go, ooh, that's a good team. At okay. least not for me. Uh, so maybe, do you think that like time will give that to them or do you think that that's something that's just, nah, just split them back up into singles? I say maybe split them back up. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know that they're really high on both guys individually. Benoni, especially, they've been talking about as being a big deal for a while. Yeah. So it would be surprising to have them keep them in tag team it wrestling seemed like they were just here to give something uh birch and lorkin something to do but yeah yeah exactly and that's kind of my point is what are birch and lorkin going to do now you know mm-hmm. what i mean so we shall see uh also tomaso champa returns to full sale they've been out on the road he came back to full sale for the first time debuted a new theme song i had me alarmed i thought taz was coming yeah. to the ring the beep, <laughs> beep, beep. i thought taz was coming out but no he's got a new theme song what uh, alarmed me was the fact that he was listening to the belt <laughs> did you catch that at the beginning the belt talks to him you the didn't belt know talks to him the belt that talks was... to him it says sweet whispers sweet nothings into his ear mm, mm. sweet sweet belt nothings this is the leader we're supposed to follow absolutely according to his promo yes he gave us his promo this this whole thing was was his you know he talked crap to the audience and said you're you know there's a i, I didn't go for Al. it wasn't me who did alistair dirty right. all this kind of stuff but the bottom line was this whole segment i felt was about establishing where Ciampa's headed mm-hmm. as like his character's headed. We, we now know where Johnny Gargano's headed. He's headed into a turbulent land of darkness. Tommaso Ciampa, they, I think they've had to give him this, this uh, entrance music finally because all those boos, like that huge heat he used to get, it's kind of starting to turn to, to cheers a little bit. Well, you know what he said his new music means. Shut up up <laughs> to the fans yeah that's yeah. what he said yeah and they cheered him for it <laughs> he got cheers for that yeah and the fact that he's now starting to uh act more like he's accepting fans following him even though begrudgingly he's calling them sheep he's saying you know i'm your leader but people are, are starting to cheer him yeah it's starting well, at to the work same time he's telling them to follow him right and i think that that's it's it's a really wonderful play on the fact that people tend to like badass heels yeah uh they're they're playing that into like his the character fact that he said that he did not beat alistair black but he was going to he was going to anyway someone just beat him to it yeah someone beat me to it um but i think i think him being cheered is part of the plan uh i think that that's it's it's the way of showing the dynamic change between him and johnny gargano johnny failure johnny failure Ooh, ouch uh, yeah, exactly. I think that I think that Johnny's on the downhill swing, and Champa needs to get some of these cheers and a little bit of audience acceptance. Yeah, to make it that much more stick in Johnny's craw, kind of you know. Dynamic switch. The dynamic switch, exactly, 
Exactly. And I'm, I'm curious to see, as you said, may, he may not have taken out Alistair Black, but I'm curious to see what happens when Alistair does come back, if he'll be able to follow through Ciampa and, uh, and actually take out Alistair, who I think is going to be coming back really mad. Really mad. So as you said, we had a bunch of showcase matches this week. Uh, Shayna Baszler murdered uh, Violet Payne, who I've never heard of before. Killed her dead. And then came back and killed her dead again. Again. And then came back and killed her dead again. This was vicious, y'all. Vicious. Yeah, she just tore her arm apart. Uh, I loved at the beginning when the crowd was chanting, Shayna's gonna kill you. Yeah, that's that's a chant that you hear every once in a while. (laughs) And I think that that, this is one where it was wildly appropriate. Absolutely. And completely correct. They were prophesizing because Shayna did kill this girl and just kept coming back to the ring and putting her into the Kirafuda clutch over and over and over again. It was like watching a snake play with its food. It was sick. And then she's standing over the girl, like smacking her in the I, face. Yeah, I don't know about a snake, more like a bear. Like, you know, like sure. when, a, when a bear, like a mama bear gets a, it was like, it was, it, this looked like uh, the movie of Leonardo DiCaprio with the bear. The Revenant? The Revenant. It looked like the Revenant, <laughs> right? It was the bear scene in the Revenant. It was just Shayna mauling this poor girl oh. and then kind of starting to walk away and then be like, I'm not done with you. And go and get it her again. Her, ni- her name is Violet Payne because she was Violet by the time it was over and in a lot of pain. <laughs> I think so. Oh, she probably should change her name just in, after that. Uh, but that was, I think, a way of showing that Shayna is back to full-on vicious form. Yes. Uh, we also had, it, it, let's see, we had other showcase matches. Lars Sullivan returned and murdered Raul Mendoza. Yep. Killed him dead. Killed him dead and just threw him all over the place. Raul Mendoza, I think, is a... He's enhancement right now, but he is so talented. I love that guy. Yeah. I was actually surprised uh, that he got some offense in in this match. Yeah, I think that was a way to just have it be a little bit competitive and 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 not have Lars just completely have a squash match. Yeah, but there was, was a point I thought Lars was literally going to rip the guy's head off. Oh, you, yeah, right. Yeah, it's a, it's a it was a very visually a very good dynamic between the two. Lars just looking so much bigger than Raul, and Raul being able to sell so well. Um, we also had uh, let's see, Otis uh, Dozovich. Uh, they, he was outside. He challenged Tommaso Ciampa in the parking uh. lot. To a match, Otis Dozovich, yep. half of Heavy Machinery. <laughs> I, I know Nick is somewhere in the. In the I don't know if Nick knows this because Nick is off. You know, uh, surviving hurricanes, surviving hurricanes in 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 the middle of nowhere, having Bahama Mamas. <laughs> but I think that uh, somewhere his ears are burning because his boy Otis is getting a. Is, I don't know if he's getting a title shot, but he's facing the champ. Is he going to do the worm on Singles. top of Champa? He might. He might. He might worm Champa. Uh, <laughs> oh, that that's, sounds wrong. That sounded wrong. That sounded wrong. That sounded wrong. Moving on. Uh, oh, what sounded right though was Undisputed Era's promo on uh, first the War Raiders, obviously mm-hmm. because they're they are supposedly having a match at some point against uh, War Raiders for the championship belts, and uh, also Adam Cole cutting a a bit of a promo on Ricochet and Pete Dunne saying it doesn't matter who wins their upcoming match, he's the one who's going to be uh, beating the the winner. Yeah. So it's the Adam Cole Invitational. He said. A one size fits all promo. They're like, we're just going to cross off everybody on our list in this one promo. I mean, that's undisputed error. They're very efficient. <laughs> uh, we also saw Cassius Ono being questioned by uh, by William Regal, and uh, William's like, I don't really have to question you. You have an alibi. Kyrie was just here. She said you're fine. Yeah, he's like, this isn't about that. What? <laughs> Cassius just kind of get butthurt about it. Yeah. He was like, why don't I, why does anybody like me? No one gives me any attention. <laughs> he didn't really say like. He actually was much more scary about it. Where he right. was just like, yeah, you know, no one really pays attention to me because, you know, I'm just kind of here. I'm flying under the radar all the time, and I'm kind of getting sick of it. So the next like little new toy that you bring in, I'm gonna beat the crap out of them. I'll take care of that for you. 
Well, the next toy on the horizon happens to be Matt Riddle, which wasn't expressly said oh. in this. But uh, yeah, I Cash is going to have a hard time. Yep. Of beating the crap out of Matt Riddle. Oh yeah, he's going to take a foot to the face. He's going to get ripped a apart. Barefoot. Oh my goodness. Wiggly toed. Yes. Foot to the face. Foot face. Yeah, Matt Riddle versus versus uh, Cash's owner though. I'm very excited to see that. I'm and there for that. We're also speculating because, you know, you've got uh, uh, Dijak or whatever they're calling him now, Dijakovic, uh, and Keith Lee, both recent uh, little acquisitions, little yeah. twinkly toys that they've got in NXT. Uh, I could see them going, uh, them and Cassius Ono having feuds too, and just, you know, basically reliving uh, indie wrestling 2015. Right. In Taking NXT. Yeah, I'm not, I would not be mad at that. Uh, so the main event. The main event this night, Bianca Belair versus Nikki Cross. Yes, this was awesome. Dude, this was not what I expected. I was down for this. It was not what I expected. I I, I, I don't know about you. I actually thought Nikki Cross was going to lose this. That's yeah. just been that's just been the way that yeah. they, Nikki's been kind of had kind of been I lately. Too. This is back to form for Nikki Cross. She went back to Psycholand and I like the she did. I, I like the dynamic between the two of them here. This all started because Nikki was just being weird in William Regal's office to Bianca <gasps> right. Belair, and it ended up them getting in the ring, and it just kept escalating and escalating and escalating until finally they were just beating the crap out of each other outside of the ring. This was a really fun fight. And got counted out. It was really fun, yeah. and it got really violent, and it brought out stuff I haven't seen before in Bianca mm-hmm. Belair. We haven't seen her be able to brawl. She's been right. a lot doing a lot of like you know, fun moves and, and cool strength spots, but she's never really brawled. Well, yeah. Speaking of strength spot, at one point she military pressed Nikki. Yeah. Military pressed her. It looked like it took a little effort, but it was still a look. It was, it was beastly. <sighs> yeah. There's a, there's a bunch of good spots in this match, but it ended up, as I said, with a count out and them brawling off to the side and, and uh, Nikki doing a, a cross body off of the announce desk. Oh gosh. Bianca Took out all the referees. All the refs and, and Bianca at the same time. So this few looks like, looks like it's continuing. I'm not mad at that. I'm not, I'm not either. This is a, a feud. I didn't know I wanted. Right. So unexpected, but, but so good. Now I'm totally down. Uh, I don't know where it's going to end up. I hope maybe at a pay-per-view, uh, but maybe, or maybe at evolution. Yeah. Well, I, don't know. I think it's uh, it's important to point out here that Bianca remained undefeated because it was a no contest. They That's got a counted good point. out. That's a good mm-hmm. point. She keeps her undefeated streak alive. Yeah. Uh, and Nikki doesn't doesn't pick up a loss either. So I, no, exactly. this is good booking all around. Very happy with that. Uh, next week we had some matches get announced. We had a tag team match between uh, Dakota Kai and Deanna Parazzo versus uh, Lacey Evans and Aaliyah. That's an interesting lineup right there. What do you right think's going to happen there? I don't know. I wonder if they'll split this off into uh, individual feuds. Uh, but it's nice to see Deanna getting some time on NXT. Obviously, yeah. we saw her on, on Mae Young Classic this week, which we'll get exactly. to in a second here. Uh, but uh, I could see a, a feud starting between Kai and, and Evans, Dakota Kai and Lacey Evans. I could see a feud going there. Well, this could be a one-off, just a showcase for them. Either way, I think it'll be a fun match. Yep. A lot of very talented ladies there. Um, the match I'm really looking forward to next week, however, Pete Dunn versus Ricochet uh, dun, for dun, dun. winner take all, by the way. Pete yes, Dunn, the long-tenured long UK champ. Ricochet, the somewhat newer-tenured North American champion, having just wandered off of Adam Cole. They're facing each other for all the marbles. Winner takes both belts. Do you think they're actually going to put both belts on one person, though? Or do you think I, this is going to get all muddled? I cannot imagine them putting both belts on one person. Yeah. I really can't. If, if it is, I can't see it being Ricochet. 
if and this that's weird mm-hmm. to say, but I can't see it happening because they're just about to start up a, a UK division. Right. So Pete Dunne being the champ would make more sense. Why would Ricochet then go and compete in the UK division and then lose the belt? It would be weird. It's true. I, I and I speculated this last week, so I'll say it again. My speculation is there's no finish here. Belt, belts don't change hands. I think Alistair Black is going to come in and kill both these guys. I think Alistair Black's reign of terror begins at the end of this match. Just comes in and murders yeah. everyone. Because I think because Regal did say when Alistair comes back, he's going to burn this place down. He did. I think that was the hint at what they're going to do with Alistair. I think Alistair's going to come back, kill both these guys. That's and maybe we end up seeing Alistair going for the North American Championship. Maybe he just starts you know, rampaging through all of NXT and we have like a Alistair Stone Cold Black thing going on. I don't know, but uh, I I can't see this. I can't see both belts being on one of these guys. Yeah, we'll see how it goes. We will. Moving over to 205 Live. Really quick, not a big week over on the 205 Live brand, but uh, some entertaining matches. Uh, Buddy Murphy beat Grand Metalik. Last week, of course, Grand Metalik facing off against Tony Nese, Buddy Murphy's buddy, and uh, beat him. So, you know, 50-50 booking. Buddy's got to win. But it was also a way for Buddy to say he's looking forward to his championship match in Australia. Do you think he's going to win there? I don't. It's his hometown. Yeah. I mean, I don't know if Melbourne's his hometown specifically, but, but it's Australia. It's Australia. Yeah. He's an Australian boy. His home country. Having a championship match on this big, big show. That's a big deal for him, if nothing Absolutely. else. I I don't know. I, I kind of think he should win. Yeah. I think it hurt kinda, for him to lose. It would hurt for him to lose the home. I mean, hometown people don't tend to win but usually that's the faces right but when you're in your own country that yeah. you're not normally wrestling in it would get a lot of people interested in the cruiserweight championship if they had a, a big event like that but here's the issue is that and we saw this later on in the show uh what's going on with drew gulak and and cedric alexander seems to be going somewhere so i'm not sure if they put it on Buddy Murphy and then Cedric doesn't have a belt to be mm. fa- facing off with Gulak because Gulak's just going after Murphy for the or after Cedric for the belt. Yeah. So who knows? I, I, we'll talk about that when we get closer to the uh, the event, I suppose. Mustafa Ali was also back in action. He had that yes. weird health scare. We don't know how kayfabe right. or, or legit it was. Uh, he was in the hospital and they're saying now is because uh, 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 Hideo Itami did something to him. So they've started up a feud with the two of them. And this week, uh, Ali had... A, uh, a little match against an enhancement guy. Beat him down, but who should come out and, and try to distract him? Uh, Hideo Itami. Yes. Of course. Of course, comes out and tries to just uh, twist the knife a little bit. <laughs> uh, so I think, but I'm looking forward to an Ali and Itami feud, man. That's going to that, be a baller yeah, feud. Yeah, should be a good one. Yeah. Nice to have Ali back. Nice to have Ali back. Yeah. The heart. Of, the heart. The heart of 205 Live. Uh, as we were saying, the main event, the main feud going on right now in 205 Live, Cedric Alexander, your champion, uh, teamed up with Akira Tozawa uh, against Drew Gulak and Jack Gallagher. They've had some, it, so both of them have had issues with uh, Gulak and Gallagher, Gallagher over the last couple of weeks. Tozawa was beaten down by them last week. So this was a tag match between all of them. Tozawa, unsurprisingly, ate the pin <laughs> thanks to a Gulak. Ate it. The feud continues. We will see where this goes. Next week, we have Leo Rush and Noam Dar yeah. facing off. That should be another entertaining match. Two really little fast guys. I'm looking forward to that a lot. And uh, remind everyone how good Leo Rush is and how good Noam Dar has been since he came back. And he came back on fire. But I'm not sure where the Cedric Alexander feud goes. As we said, Buddy Murphy could... I don't, I don't know what they do with this. Like You've got three guys in that title picture right now. 
Uh, and I could see it going. I could see a good reason to take it off of Cedric for either Gulak or Buddy Murphy. Yeah. So. Well, you know where else we saw Cedric this week? Where's that? At the May Young Classic. Good point. The May Young Classic. We did see Cedric Alexander because his wife competed, or wife or, or significant other. I'm not sure. I believe wife. I believe wife. Mother believe of his wife. child. Yes. Yeah. Ariel Monroe. But we'll get to her in a second. Let's start at the top of May Young Classic and run it down. The first match of the night, Deanna Parazzo versus Priscilla Kelly. What would you think of this match? Uh, you know, I thought that this one was, uh, it was like the underdog versus the creep. The underdog versus the creep. Not a fan of Priscilla, yeah. Kes- uh, Priscilla Kelly, I, I see. I mean, you know, she, she has a thing going on that is um, <laughs> some people's thing, but it's not everybody's thing. Psycho gypsy chick. Yep. And Prazo was, of course, an alternate last year in the Mae Young Classic. Right. So she was psyched to be uh, competing. Yeah, it was nice. It was, it's a nice, nice uh, comeback story. Yeah, and she, she won. She did win. She looked good doing it, too, I thought. I thought yeah. this match got off to a... Kind of a shaky start, mm-hmm. but then it, it it came together at the end. They both they both pulled off some really nice moves, and it was a good finish with uh, Parazzo, f- you know, getting oh like twisting out and escaping into that Fujiwara armbar yes. that she's so well known for. Yeah, uh, I thought it, I thought it ended up being a good showcase for her. Kelly, I was a little underwhelmed by. I'm not well, gonna lie. You know, she was on my big fat gypsy wedding for like three episodes. Oh, so. was she? Yeah. Were you a fan of that show? I mean, I may have watched it, yeah. but uh-huh. okay, we all have our guilty pleasures, you, you know. Did you go back and watch her on that to try I and pick her? I did not. Okay. I did not. I will <laughs> try say and that. Pick her out. You know, it's, uh, as, as a quick aside, I noticed there was a lot of Jordan Grace in in Kelly's promo pack when they're promoting yeah. a lot of little, a lot of Jordan Grace. I thought Jordan Grace was a was a female competitor that was left out of this May this year's May Young. Mm. Uh, as we recently saw it all in, she is a amazing, amazing. Uh, I would I would have loved to see her in this, but. How do you not have yeah. her win? Maybe next year. Maybe next year, or or they have some other plans where they bring her in as a as a big uh, uh, pickup, like a free agent pickup, like they've been doing with some of the men. Yeah, I would love to see Jordan Grace on a bigger stage. I think she's fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, we also, as we were saying, Cedric Alexander's significant other, Ariel mm-hmm. Monroe oh. versus Zuxis. What do you think about this match? I, to be honest, I thought this was really sloppy. Really, I did. It looked like. Zeusis. Zeusis, yes. Zeusis was off balance a lot of the time. Mm-hmm. She couldn't seem to get her feet grounded and planted into the floor. And uh-huh. I was so surprised when she won. Really? Especially when that crowd was chanting for Monroe the whole time. They were. I mean, it's, it's Florida. It takes place in Florida. She's from Florida. It made sense. It was a hometown crowd. I actually thought Monroe was the one who looked very green to me and was throwing Zeusis off. Mm. I've seen Zeusis uh, fight down in Mexico a lot. Like she's, she's a big star in Mexico. I've seen her uh, down there in, in, in the Lucha. Um, so I've seen her work and be very good. She is very good. Interesting. I think she was actually being, uh, there was some miscommunication going on with some of their uh, yeah. running the ropes. I don't think they were a good pairing. No, I think some, somewhere something broke down there. Uh, still entertaining. And my God, um, you know, to, to not to just crap on Monroe, she actually has a ton of char- charisma. Just Monroe. Ooh, Monroe has a ton of. Oh good. yeah. What Zooks is lacking in charisma, but makes up for in ring uh, ring awareness. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the opposite for Monroe. All charisma. You, if you yeah. can train her to be a better wrestler, she's going to be huge. She even said that in her promo. She's like, "You're going to expect a normal person, but what you're going to get is me, and I am all charisma." Yeah, and she is. It's true. Unfortunately, that's all she is <laughs> at this point. It's just charisma. Uh, I think she's got a lot of potential, especially with Cedric training her. 
That's true. And I th- you can definitely see some, some of Cedric in her. Yes. Right? I can see that a lot. I have hope for her in the future. I do. Um, Zeuxis, uh, I, I think that she got some good heel cred for making Cedric and uh, Cedric's kid cry. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the little girl's crying after her mom loses. Ugh. And Zeuxis is doing like the, the wah face in the ring. That's some good heel stuff right wow. there. I was still so unimpressed with her, though. She fell out of her own bridge. Well, I think that the next round, uh, I, I do know too much about the Mae Young Classic. Yeah, you I know have, spoilers. I Don't know tell spoilers. Me. I'm not telling spoilers. All I will say is the person that Zeoxis is facing in the next round, I think you will be entertained by that match. <laughs> I, think right, it's go- I think it's going to be a good match, and I think you're going to like what happens. Uh, the next match, Reina Gonzalez coming back from last year versus Casey yes. Catanzaro. And you had called... Casey, I believe in our chat within the last couple of weeks, you said Casey was your standout yeah. when you were when you were watching um, the uh, the May Young uh, bracketology video. Yeah, she's the first woman to ever complete the American Ninja Warrior course. Yeah, so impressed with her, which is really interesting, really amazing because she's five feet freaking tall, and that curved wall is no yes. joke. Okay, there is literally a foot. And a hundred pound difference between her and Reina. Yeah, the visual between the two of them was awesome. That's not an exaggeration. Those are statistics. That's facts. Reina literally weighs twice as much as Casey does. Five foot versus six foot. It was crazy. A hundred pound difference. Yeah, and we had we also had that same kind of disparity in the first round of the first episode of the Mayon Classic. Uh, where you know you you had the 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 giant versus the the mini. Yes, it was even more uh, accentuated here. Absolutely. I thought. Do you think Reina was overlooked because of all the hype around Casey? Though I, I I do I do actually think that. Yeah, no, I do think that. I think that Reina is massively improved from last year. Mm-hmm. She's still a, I'm ah, bland isn't the right word. Generic isn't the right word. She still is missing that spark, I think. Mm. But man, she's. I thought she, her technique was really great. She yeah. did really lead Casey around a lot. Casey, obviously, very green. She picked her up and spun her around like a rag doll at one she point. She did. Speaking and, of leading around. Well, that's the thing. I think that you know, it's, it's kind of on the big person in this match to physically toss around the little person and kind of direct them where they're going to go because the little person can't physically move the big person realistically right that's a storyline that just wouldn't work so it makes sense that she would and casey obviously has some very very cool athletic moves in her arsenal yeah um former gymnast yeah and and pulled out a couple of those yeah uh but i I thought this was i thought this was a really i thought this was the match of the night personally i thought this was the best match on the on the the, the night even though casey i felt didn't either she didn't have it in her or she didn't pull out all the th- all the things she's capable of doing. And considering it's a first round match and she won on a surprise roll up. Yeah. I think that she might have more in the tank to show us. I hope so. I do too. I think that that's their way of saying, "Oh, don't worry. There's more coming from Casey. We got I'm more coming." Forward to it. Same, same. She definitely uh has a great presence. I think that she, she, they could do a lot with her. She'd be kind of like a I mean, she's Alexa, Alexa Bliss's height if not size. Uh, Alexa's, I think, got a little more meat on her than <laughs> yeah. Casey. Casey's a little, little tiny thing. Yeah, but she could be like the Rey Mysterio, of the women's division, if they, if she gets enough training and, and sticks with it. Good. But uh, I felt bad for Reina, man. Two years in a row going out in the first round. Yeah, but you know what? I think she's going to stick around. I hope so. I hope she sticks her around. Her time will come with a slight adjustment to her gimmick, and I don't know what that adjustment would be. Neither do I? 
It's just a little, a it's, little something, right? But it'll be there. I hope. I so. think she'll find it eventually. We're just I, not I, there yet. I hope so because I think that you know having a six foot monster like her, who's got a good, a great look. Absolutely. I think that's that's you know she could be in like the Nia Jax land of mm-hmm. monster women. You know, and if they're trying to create a big women's division, they need another monster or two. I have faith she'll get there. I hope so. I hope you're right. <laughs> uh, the main event of the evening. Uh, oh, by the way, we do know that uh, we we do know Casey's next opponent, Rhea Ripley. I know two monsters. She's going two monsters back yeah, to back. I don't know what's going to happen there. Two monsters back to back. I don't know. Um, oh, I also I wanted to say something about Reina really quickly. We were talking about her tossing around uh, Casey Catanzaro. Yeah, I was when I was watching. I was thinking, man, this is this just proves that Ibu- like so. Kota Ibushi once famously had a match against a blow up doll, <laughs> and apparently it was a really good match. <laughs> This just oh, proved well. this match proved that's totally possible because she kind of treated like Casey like a blow up doll for half yeah. this match. Just hucked her around and you know sold every once in a while for. Her. So anyway, yeah, it was like on the brink of uncomfortable, but not quite. <laughs> it was it was a lot of fun, uh, but the main event of the evening, my girl Mercedes Martinez, yes, versus Ashley Rain, formerly Madison Rain of TNA, now in NXT as Ashley Rain, mm-hmm. uh, Mercedes Martinez. I mean, here's the thing. I was I was surprised by the crowd here because both of these women have such tenure and such a history yes. in the business. Uh, this is this was kind of a, a couple of unsung legends right. getting a match, and the audience was kind of like, eh. "Well, they were definitely high on Mercedes more than Ashley." Yeah, I wonder if they just never watched TNA. This crowd or something. Yeah, isn't it like? Doesn't Mercedes have like 18 years experience versus Ashley's 13, something like that? They're both veterans. Yeah, it's been a Mercedes definitely has a ton, a ton. They're both, they are definitely both veterans. Um, I'm, I'm shocked that they haven't brought Mercedes on as a trainer in NXT or Mm. in some other capacity or even used her, uh, you know, in in like a Mickey James kind of role, like a a venerable veteran kind of role because she's, she's, she is so freaking good. So good. So smooth. And the crowd loved her. Great attitude. Yeah, because because she is just that damn good. Oh, and what an amazing look. Yeah. I love those DC tattoos. Yeah. She's awesome. Absolutely. No, Maybe that's why, because they'd have to get the copyright for her tattoos or something. I wonder. I wonder. <laughs> if that, I don't know if that's ever been a problem before, but that's a good question. Um, but here's the thing is that I... I, I was surprised. At, uh, Ashley Rain didn't blow my mind here. I've seen her do some good matches before, but she didn't yeah. really pop here. No, no, it wasn't her night, and that's why Martinez went over. I, I think you're uh, maybe, or maybe she underplayed it because she knew she wasn't going over. I don't know. Mm. I don't know. Something didn't click for this match. It wasn't as exciting as it should have been. Yeah, I thought uh, it was pretty good, uh, but definitely not. Not my match of the night. No, no, I, I would agree. And it definitely wasn't as, as exciting as the main event the, the week before. Right. I will say this, uh, being very high on Mercedes Martinez as I am, I am so pumped that next the next round match that she's getting is happening. Her versus Mako Satomura. Oh my God. That's going to be, that might be the best. Crazy. I'm calling that right now as being the best match of the tournament. Of the whole tournament? Yeah. No I one's going to top that. No one's, those two veterans going in there and kicking the crap out of each other. No one's good. topping that. I'm gonna need some popcorn for that one. I'm dude. I'm gonna need popcorn and, and an ice pack afterwards. <laughs> That's gonna be a beating. Uh, moving on, we gotta head over to New Japan really quickly. Uh, we are coming down the road to destruction. The three shows that they have 
uh, in a row that they call destruction. Yeah. Uh, we are on the road too, which means we're getting some build to it. But surprise, this is what surprised me. We had some great matches yeah. in the build. Usually the road to shows are a bunch of tag matches. doesn't really mean anything. And the same here, a mm-hmm. bunch of tag matches. My God. They were good. They were re- we had Kenny Omega and Kota Ibushi versus Tomohiro Ishii and Will Ospreay on I the mean, first road too. Come on. Dude, it was, but they, you could see them phoning it in. They kind of phoned, they had a, they had a uh, three-on-three match on the, on the next Road 2 show, and it was a little more phoned in. I think they might have gotten told, dude, save it for the show. Because that first, every, go check it out. If you have NewJapan.com, uh, if you have the streaming service, go check out that match. It is baller. It's really, really good. Everyone gets their spots. And just to see Kota Ibushi and Will Ospreay face yes. off alone is worth the price of admission. Love those guys. Oh, my God. Um, then the next Road 2 show, we had uh, Hiroshi Tanahashi and Juice Robinson defeating Kazuchika Okada and Trent Beretta uh, in the main event. That made me think, because like we were just saying earlier, right? You stand tall, you mm-hmm. tend to not win at the big show. So we're coming mm-hmm. up on Tanahashi Okada for the briefcase. Do you think Okada's going to take the briefcase from Tanahashi? That's what I'm wondering, because Tanahashi and Juice Robinson did beat Okada and Beretta. Obviously, Beretta yeah. ate the pin, as you would expect. But I, yeah, we. So we. Okay. Sense. So so real quick, we got these three shows coming out. Let me get your opinion on this. We got uh, Destruction in Hiroshima on this Saturday, the fifteenth. The main match on that is going to be Kenny Omega defending his uh, IWGP Heavyweight Championship against Tomohiro Ishii. Oh. Who do you, th- you think Kenny's going to retain there? I'm going to go with Kenny because I love my boy. Yeah, I. And I, I see Ishii's my boy too. <laughs> That's what's hard. But Kenny, but Kenny, so good. I loved seeing him in the G1 special. Oh man, he's always a beast. Yeah, he goes all in. But that's the thing. Him and Ishii. Look at the the matches they've had in the G1 over the last mm-hmm. couple of years. Ishii, I think, stole the show this year at the G1. No one had better matches across the board than Ishii, and he's been he's been owed a title shot, an IWGP shot for I think years now. Like that dude has been <laughs> seriously. Stone Pitbull has needed that look, and he's finally getting it. Um, I, I am very much looking forward to this match. I this is the most. This is the match I'm looking forward to the most in all of September. I'm honestly wow. Omega Ishii in everything and across every wrestling promotion. Omega Ishii for the championship is the one I'm looking forward to the most. They are right. calling it now. They're tearing the damn house down. I believe it. I believe it. Something's going to break. But I agree. Kenny's got to retain. Uh, and then let's see. The next uh, one we have is in Beppu. Destruction in Beppu on September 17th. Main event, Tetsuya Naito versus Minoru Suzuki. Mm-hmm. Last time they faced off, Suzuki ripped off uh, Naito's leg in a <sighs> loss. Uh, this is going to, th- this is so this, they've been building up this ongoing feud between Suzuki Gun and uh, Los Ingobernables mm-hmm. for a while now. This, so, this is the two leaders facing off. Who do you think? Do you think Minoru Suzuki's taking this one or Naito? I'm going to go with Naito. Really? Naito! 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 Are you Naito chick? Is this what we're finding out? You're really Naito chick? Well, wow. You know, some mysteries must remain unsolved. I'm, I'm, I'm going to hope that you're not. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think your voice is high-pitched and shrill no, enough. No, we met her at a PWG show, remember? And she was a he. Uh, <laughs> we met Naito girl. We, we met Naito girl. <clears throat> guy. Yep. Uh, girl. Um, no, so I agree. I think Naito probably has to take this one. Um, although much Lord knows I'd love Suzuki to win. Yeah. But I think Naito has to take this one. Uh, but you never know with New Japan. They could be telling us a longer story here. Right. 
and they could be they, because the, the, the two factions have been brawling at every show the last like three major shows have been brawling it could go either way it could we could just have uh uh you know what, what would you call it? a gang war for the rest of the year between the <laughs> right. governables and, and suzuki gun sharks versus the jets i would not be mad. <laughs> 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 all right that's like what, what do you call this like a far east side story is that what you call this? Hey oh my now! Gosh. Hey now! <laughs> All right, and the final destruction is going to be in Kobe on uh, the 23rd of September. Hiroshi Tanahashi versus Kazuchika Okada. So this is what we're talking about for the Wrestle Kingdom briefcase. Does Okada steal this match back from Tanahashi? Remember, they went to a draw Ooh, at the G1. Yeah. Is this Okada's way to get that briefcase, gosh. but still have Tanahashi go over the G1 and continue their epic feud? Does Okada take? Because someone's got to win here, right? Yeah. So Someone's you think Okada's going to take it? I think it's a strong possibility. Yeah. I mean, Tanahashi's having a resurgence, but at the same time, mm-hmm. he is still kind of on the downswing. I don't know. Uh, yep. I'm going to agree with you. They, I mean, Okada could take it unless there, unless Tanahashi beats Okada as a way to truly show that Tanahashi still has it, quote unquote, right. still has it, which I think they were trying to do with his win at the G1. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's the only way he wins. If they're trying to say Tanahashi's still our dude, he still can go, right? Otherwise, if Okada takes it, that's it. It's over. Tanahashi is going to head on out the way of uh, the way of, of Bread Club. Uh, Satoshi Kojima, who did come <laughs> back for the Road Two shows, welcome back, Mister Bread Club. Yes. Uh, if you like bread, you can always cheer for Satoshi Kojima. Num 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 num. Uh, finally, the last match, we, the last show we have from New Japan this uh, this month is on. 9.30, September 30th at, in Long Beach. The main event, Cody versus Juice Robinson what? for the U.S. Championship. Oh, it's going to be so good. We saw Juice win it up at the G1 Special in San yes, Francisco. Yes, we did. Uh, I, I think Juice is retaining here. I love Cody. He's NWA champ. Yeah. I can't see him taking. Although, I mean, could he? I, I could think, he? I mean, I think he could. I definitely think he could. Could he, Cody? Could he? Could Cody, could he? Could he? I don't know. You know what? I'm going to call Cody. You're calling Cody I love for that? me some juice, but I also love me some Cody. And, you know, he just came off of the all-in. And I think he deserves some love. I'm going to go with Cody. He deserves some love. He just won the NW I Championship. Know, I know, but that was a lot of hard work, and he earned it. It was. He put together that whole show. A lot of hard work. If uh, I did all that, I'd be like, give me all the belts. Well, so next up, we have to do our lightning round really quickly on our way out of here. We are almost done with the show. Uh, so we're going to run down this really quickly. Uh, uh, to start off, actually, I'm going to say that I just found out that Cody actually was the guy who was producing the second half of All In. Apparently, Young Bucks produced the first half. That's why his match had to be in the middle. Yeah, that makes more sense now. Cody yeah. has his match, and then he goes backstage and produces the second half. Apparently, he's beating himself up because of the timing issues oh, with all the matches. It's okay, Cody. You and did a good job. We're proud of you. I Yeah, well, <laughs> talk to the Young Bucks and, and everyone else involved in that main event who got 12 minutes. <laughs> I don't know if they'd agree. <laughs> but that, obviously, they're fine. But uh, Also... Ric Flair got married again. Dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, again. Dun. Again. How many times? How many, how this many is weddings fifth, is this? His fifth? His fifth wedding. Uh, although this was supposedly a commitment uh, ceremony. Oh, I see. So not officially married. Just I wonder if he didn't get the government involved or something. Yeah. He's had enough money taken from him in He's alimony like, over the years. I owe too many alimonies. Yeah. Uh, he got married to Wendy Barlow. Uh, if you remember the uh, Flair for the Gold talk show on old WCW, she was Fifi the Maid. Uh, so he <laughs> well the maid is moving on the up. Maid, moving up maid, she got made in Manhattan or oh. was it made in made in made in Charlotte I don't know <laughs> I, don't I don't know, know where I'm going with that uh, <laughs> apparently Undertaker was there and for some reason Dolph Ziggler walked Wendy Barlow down the ra- the aisle uh, well 
Um, yeah. Okay. 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 Uh, so let's run down some stuff that's coming up here. PWG Battle of Los Angeles yes. is this weekend. Uh, Chris Brooks, unfortunately, will be out due to injury, but he's going to be replaced by Marco Stunt. Okay. Uh, if you watched the the Battle Royale at the beginning of All In, Marco made a big impression for a very, very small man. <laughs> I actually think that should be a fun one. Uh, hopefully we can make it to Bolo this weekend. I'm not sure. We're still trying to work on tickets. It's obviously the hottest ticket in town. Yes. So that's a tough one. We'll try and get there. Uh, we've also got CMLL's 85th Anniversario event. That's coming up uh, very soon. I believe it's this Saturday. Uh, it's going to be airing on Ring of Honor. Excuse me, this Friday. It's this Friday. It's tomorrow. Ah. Uh, it will be airing on Ring of Honor's Honor Club streaming service, if anyone has that. Don't get it, but what else is starting up is the Mixed Match Challenge starts on September 18th on Facebook Live. Yes, and at the first uh, episode, we're having AJ Styles and Charlotte versus Jimmy Uso and Naomi, yeah. and Braun Strowman and Alexa Bliss versus Kevin Owens and Natalia. Bring back Team Little Little Big. Team Little Big. Both heels this time, though. Yeah. Instead of Braun making Alexa a face, I think they're, they're both heels. It's a mm-hmm. very interesting dynamic. Uh, I'm looking forward to seeing uh, what's uh, what's going to be happening on that. Yeah, and then uh, we also have Harper and Tyler Breeze. They made cameos on NXT shows. Yeah, that's right. Harper and, and Tyler Breeze both. And it's happened before where guys on the main roster come back down to NXT. But uh, but yeah, Harper came down and had a match with Ricochet where he lost, as you would expect. Yeah. But Tyler Breeze came back down and and uh, beat Marcel Barthel, uh, formerly of Ringkampf. I'm glad Tyler got a win somewhere. <laughs> He had to go to NXT to Somewhere, get it. Somewhere, but he got one. He had to go to NXT to get it, but he did get it. Yes. Way <laughs> to go, Tyler Breeze. So there are rumors that Jason Jordan's neck is injury is worse than fear. They thought it was uh. a, a minimally invasive surgery to just repair some nerve damage, but apparently there's been complications or something like there's a rumor going around. I think it was on PWI reported that uh, it's, it seems like there may be more issues than previously reported. It's one of the reasons why they're, tr- they're kind of changing him over to a producer in the backstage yeah. uh, uh, area as opposed to uh, getting him ready to come back out. Poor guy. That's so sad. It's really sad. If his, if his career gets cut short because of a little thing like that or, yeah. you know, potentially a little thing. And when he's so young mm-hmm. and he was so good. Absolutely. Just That's a bundle of raw talent. Tragic. That he got from his dad. That he got. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Kayfabe's not dead. It's not dead. A uh, couple more uh, shows coming up. We got to run down real quick. Rev Pro's Gold- Global Wars is coming October 14th. They did announce some matches this week, including Tetsuya Naito versus Chris Brooks, uh, Ring Kampf, which of course is Walter and Timothy Thatcher these days, versus Sonata and Evil from New Japan. Tomohiro Ishii versus Minoru Suzuki for Suzuki's Rev Pro World Championship. Yeah. That's going to be a monstrous. And then the, uh, let's see, we got Kushida versus David Starr. We saw David Starr recently at PWG down here. He was a lot of fun. Uh, he is the cruiserweight champion of Rev Pro right now. And Kru- Kushida is going to be facing him for that championship. I think Kushida's taking this one because Kushida is one of the best in the damn world best in the biz he is one of the best uh, also ring of honor has their bound for glory pay-per-view coming up on the same night on the 14th uh They're sold out right they sold out all their tickets already Crazy. yeah good for them ring of honor yeah. still able to sell those shows that will be streaming of course on ring of honor's honor club uh on october 14th right now the only matches we know are uh, lax versus the ogs again uh, austin aries is defending his world championship against johnny impact aka johnny mundo aka john morrison aka every other <laughs> name that guy could has go on. could go on 
and uh, OVE, which is the Christs and Sammy Callahan versus Pentagon Junior Phoenix and Brian Cage in what should be an awesome brawl, crazy high spot fest. Oh yeah, it's gonna be it's gonna be awesome. Ladies and gentlemen, that's been our show. And it has been an awesome one. And it has been an honor having you on the show, Miss Judith Brooke. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you so much for having me here. Absolutely. It's been hope- so much fun hanging out with the Busted Wide Open crowd. Yeah. And uh, where can everyone find the Busted Wide Open universe online? Well, you can go to our Facebook discussion group, as you know. Uh, we also have, t- we're on Twitter at BWO Podcast. Uh, if you'd like to sign up for our Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash BWO and help support this show and all of our endeavors and all of our growing uh, which we have plans to do yeah. and actually and, and if you'd like to come back and help us with that JB we would love to have Aww, you thank uh, you I would love to yes and we also are on YouTube we are on YouTube all the time you can go and subscribe to us on YouTube please hit that notification button to let us let uh, let you know when we go live and yes. when we put up new content find follow and subscribe please and also don't forget to come back on Monday we will have our hell in a cell breakdown show uh, we go over everything that happened at hell in a cell and speculate on where WWE is going to be heading next and we also next week on Thursday we'll be live again Nick will be back in the studio with me and we'll be going live on YouTube at 5 p.m. Pacific time when we'll be having our show that breaks down Raw, SmackDown, NXT 205 Live. Plus, we'll be talking about destruction in Hiroshima and Beppu, which will have happened by then. Uh, PWG's Battle of Los Angeles and more. Everything else we can get our grubby little paws on. So much happening. But- so much. Brooke, where, where can we find Judith Brooke? Where can we find you on Twitter? Where can people tweet you at? You can find me across all social media at Judith Brooke. That's J U D Y T H B R O O K E. And Sir Ian Dangerous, where can they find you? They can find me on Twitter at Sir Ian Dangerous. But I'm Judith Brooke. And I am Sir Ian Dangerous. And by God! Would somebody stop the damn match? This show is part of the Orbital Jigsaw Network. For more episodes, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, or Stitcher Radio. For details and show notes from each episode, check us out. OrbitalJigsaw.com.